Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen, that's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it's, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
understands. We're podcasters. He's a host, baby. Keep him coming, big boy. I'm sorry. Broth, you hate broth. That's Flim Flam. This ain't no comedy show. Well, kind of it. I bought hot dogs. Love it. Love it. Love it. My favorite. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hey, hello everybody. Indeed, just welcome to the program, episode 3119 of the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny, The Hard Castle. We're finally there. We're there once a season, right? Once a season, we hit the 19, mm-hmm. then the 19, then the 19. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Boy, I bet you the uh, East Coast folks are just shoveling out, just digging out. They got walloped. Hmm. Thank God. Thank God Matt Belknap didn't go to the East Coast. Thank God Jimmy Pardo didn't go to Chicago. Yeah. We we would we would not be here today. No. Had we done that because we would be stuck in those cities um as a lot of uh, unfortunate people are. Um and some people on Southwest Airlines that are in Chicago Midway Airport uh may be stuck there till Saturday. Oh jeez. Saturday. Southwest Airlines someone uh, something happened with Southwest Airlines specifically. I don't know what it is, but they uh uh, they had uh, some sort of a snafu. That's a situation normal, all fucked up. <laughs> and um, oh, I thought it was self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. That, that's scuba. Oh, that's scuba. You got scuba. You got snafu. Give me a third. I can tell you where they all are. I'm good at this. Laser. Laser, Laser is uh, 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 lady addresses <laughs> zipper every. Well, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> I did, did I? Yeah, it's laser. There's no Z. There's no Z. What about my friend Gary Laser? That's with a Z. Yeah. Well, that stands for something else. Follow up may not be, may not may be. not be your friend. <laughs> well, that's that, that's it. I have not seen I have not seen Gary Laser in twenty years, minimum twenty years. Who's Gary Laser? He was a comedian that I worked with quite uh, a bit. We've uh, talked about him before. You've seen him yeah. on every any any comedy show that happened in the late eighties, early nineties. Gary Laser was on. What's funny is when you say Gary Laser, my in my brain, I just decided that was a, a, another artist from the 80s like Gary Glitter. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just a different, like, he was the lesser known of the Garys. And, may, and and hopefully a better human being. Hopefully not a Gary, child molester. Gary Glitter, I believe, is getting out of prison this week. Hey! Do you think they play that as he walks out? <laughs> you got to. What is, it's funny, that we're comedians, we laugh about that, about him, not, yeah. not what he did. Right. He's a horrible human being. There's a lot of, uh, is that a new sweater? He has a new sweatshirt, Garen? This is the How to Survive Save the Garden Squirrel. Oh, I can't see it. Uh, can you lower your, uh, can you lower it? I think would be the better way to do it yeah, as opposed I, I to you just it made it worse. Go, I thought it would go back farther. Uh, <laughs> save the Garden Squirrel. Yeah. Looks great. I love it. Thank that's you. from, uh, that's uh, part of the merch from the um, yes, uh, How to Survive uh, with Danielle and Christine podcast. You guys, they got some hot new designs over yeah, there. That's a nice one. That's Limited good. edition. Oh, what's that? Limited edition. So limited quantity. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the water bottle one looks great. Danielle yep. was using that just yesterday playing pickleball. Nice. Um, also for this week, up until the, uh, I think the, I think it ends at 2 o'clock Pacific on, uh, if you go to uh, the, the bigcartel.jimmyparto.com or just go to the link through my website, 60% off 2022 tour merch. Nice. 60%. The people in the warehouse have gone mad. It sounds like and it. And they want to clear the shelves for the 2023 stuff that's did coming you, in. Did you guys hire Crazy Eddie to run that place? Crazy Eddie's above, yeah. 
I get out of, yeah, he was uh, snowed in, he's bored, and he uh, messaged me. And he goes, what do you think about 60% off? I said, Ed, anything that clears the shelves. I should have warned you, because you didn't live in the New York metro area. No, but I had WOR. Oh, so you did know about this oh, yeah. guy. Oh, the, yeah, because this guy, as his name would suggest, he is crazy. He's insane. Yeah, his prices are insane. They're also <laughs> insane. Yeah. They're insane. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, who was that guy that had a... Uh, he had a, an afternoon talk show, and he had not not Robert Downey, not Morton Downey Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, Richard something, I think was his name. He had an afternoon, maybe his last name began with a B. It was on WOR. Richard Belzer. No, but that's a good <laughs> guess based on the clues I gave. That'd be a great talk show, and he was New York based, so that but would make maybe, sense. But, but I might be wrong about the name. Bay Richard, Richard Bay. Bay. Thank oh you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. Richard Bay? I do remember yeah. the name. He was a good-looking fella. He was, a, and he was like a precursor to, uh, you know, what Jerry Springer did. Not yes. as salacious, not as stupid. More Povich, but not great. Right? Yeah, he was in that wheelhouse. Uh, but had seemed to have. If you're, look, you're in the fucking swamp. <laughs> he he seemed to have one oar in instead of two oars. Right. In. Uh, wait, no, he had two oars in because he was able to get through it, whereas Jerry Springer put a toothpick in and stayed in the swamp for a long time. Jerry Springer was, if I may if I may call it back, he was scuba diving in the swamp. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he, was he was underneath the surface. Has, has he since come out and apologized? I think he had, I think right? he did, yeah. Right? I think he did, like, maybe somewhat recently say, like, I, uh, this was not good for society. Right, I, I think he I did, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, that, you know, it's easy to say now as he I believe he delivered that as he parted the yeah. bills that he has stacked up in his house. Right. And uh, look, I was scuba diving again. I was yeah, uh, scuba diving through his money. Maybe the, he's got like a Scrooge McDuck style uh, swimming pool full of gold. I how do you not? Right. Every day just goes in there and goes, yeah, that's that's how I ruin society. <laughs> Cannibal. Uh, the Richard Bay show had some type of competitive game aspect to it. Oh, oh, I don't sounds, remember that at all. Uh, that sounds familiar. familiar to you? Yeah. It featured such competitive events yeah, as Miss Big Butt, okay. Mr. <laughs> Puniverse. All I can do is apologize for what I said earlier. I'm wrong. Country drag queens versus city drag queens. <laughs> okay. I like the of that. Dysfunctional family feud. And blacks who think OJ is guilty versus whites who think he's innocent. Oh, that sounds like a fun topic. Well, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I, I, Do you have a picture of him? I cannot picture him in my mind. I remember the name. but As I cannot... soon as you see his picture, you're going to know who he is. By the way, yeah. when I watched Richard Bay, it was way before the OJ trial. Oh, oh yeah. So he maybe it got worse as time went on? Probably. I always thought it was supposed to be a spoof of talk shows but oh, i guess apparently not i don't think so unless i'm so dumb i didn't get that there's well, no way it would have lasted that long as a spoof yeah, right it was on for four years wait that's it that's crazy why did i think it was on for well, listen 92 to 96 but th- stayed th- they, in my head they all you know jenny jones and um they, they, there were just like a million of those shows that all kind of once once somebody did something and it worked and it was popular, yeah. everybody else would do it too. And there was very little shame involved. I think like the only ones that had a, a modicum of shame were like the ones that were hosted by pre-existing celebrities. Like um, who was it? It wasn't, was it Soleil Moonfry? Tempest Bledsoe. Tempest, Tempest Bledsoe. Yes. She had one. Maybe hers was slightly better because it was like she had a sort of a an image. Right. But no, but there was someone else too. It wasn't Soleil Moonfry. No, there was, was somebody though. Queen Latifah had one. Yeah, that was the maybe queen. that was in the two thousands. But somebody, but you're Matt's right. Somebody, somebody was a child actor. Or yeah. Actress. Oh, it was. Um, didn't um, what's her name have one? Well, uh, I don't think you're Mindy? thinking Mindy Cohn. 
Didn't she have one? She, Maybe she, she did. may I, have, I but that's recall. not who I'm thinking of. No, it's not who I'm thinking that you're thinking. It's it's someone like Soleil Moonfry, but it wasn't her. All right, let, the let, hell let's was get, it? I got to clear this deck. It, it's not Drew Barrymore that you're thinking of because she's no. more recent. She's no, currently. let's clear that deck, sir. <laughs> clear that. What's it? Ships Ahoy. Chris yeah. Jenner, Fran Drescher, and Megan Mullally all had daytime talk shows that didn't Megan last Mullally. a full season. I don't remember. I, I remember Megan Mullally. Oh, it's interesting because I remember Fran Drescher having one. God damn it. Why can't I? This yeah, but is who is I... Matt thinking of that I'm thinking that Matt's thinking? Listen, you're not thinking of Bonnie Hunt. No, he's not. No. He's not the dumbest man alive, Garen. <laughs> that was more in the in the Ellen vein of like celebrity interviews. Yes. Tony Danza. By the way, friend of the show, uh, uh, Paul Sullivan, uh, Sully, wrote on that. Right. And uh, performed stand-up comedy on there. Yep. As well. And, uh, it's, it's maybe, and someone else we know. Someone maybe Andre Dubouchet? Did he write on that? Someone else who's been on this show was a writer on it, but I thought it was a woman. Carolyn Ray? Carolyn Ray. No, that's, that's not who I'm thinking of. She took over Rosie's. Yes, she did. Yeah, Rosie was a big one. That's a, again, that was more like Ellen. It was yeah, but celebrity. I know who you're thinking. It was a mo- you know one of those, you know, coming in the morning, Tempest, but yeah, not Tempest. Right. Gabriel Carteris? No. no. What's a Gabriel Carteris? No. What? It was definitely a child actor. I know you could consider her a child actor because when she was 37, she played she a played teenager. teenager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. she was a good. Let me just say this: she was a great SAG president. I, one me, of the best. Just, just, just yeah. talk about how great of a SAG president. She'll she always be my president. By the way, I, I'm I, not in SAG. By the I'll way, I'll tell you this: I don't, I, I don't know if she was good or bad. I don't, I don't know if any SAG president is good or bad. I, I don't know what they do. Yeah. I, I don't know, like. There are people certainly more involved in SAG than I am. Yeah. And I'm involved very little. I do, you know, the various acting gigs. I get residuals. We do, we, we do Jimmy's records and tapes through the union. Yeah. Because uh, we, you know, we're professionals. We do right, things right. right. Um, but I don't, I would love to talk to somebody like a Chip Chinnery or somebody who's really invested. Has any of those presidents go, you know, who is really great? Right. You know, Ken Howard. Oh, and Ken was the president, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Such a stable hand. <laughs> right. Like, what, what do they do? Ro- Ronald Reagan was one, right? Ron Reagan. Then he went on to governor. Then the gentleman ran on the, ran the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So Paul Williams for president. No, wait, he's the, gra- the Grammy? He is the ASCAP, I believe. Okay. Wait. Okay. Uh, Elliot. Yes. You once produced a live stream for a female. Yes. Who was that? Ricky Lake. That's who I'm thinking of, Ricky Lake. Oh, you're thinking of Ricky Lake. That's oh. who I was trying to pull. I am not, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So Ricky Lake was one of those people. Her, she kind of she, bored. She had a toe. Again, she put her toe in the swamp. She was certainly certainly had a a bit of her foot in it. Yeah. Because was it, she was. She people knew her sort of from movies, but not a lot. But like, her 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 movie was. Didn't she do like Hairspray or something? What was her movie? Yeah, she was yeah. in Hairspray, so, the original. So hairspray. I, I would think that there would be a built-in expectation that there would be something along those lines. A right? little bit like something, some John Water, Waters weirdness to it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't think there was. It wasn't. It was more. It was more like. Uh, like Jenny Jones. But I'm with you, by the way, that nobody knew who Ricky Lake was. Yeah. Nobody, because no, nobody saw that. Because there's story. no overlap between like John Waters movies <laughs> and, and daytime talk shows. <laughs> That's not like, except for, I guess I knew like somehow, but I wasn't really watching either of those things, honestly. I just was aware of no, both I, of them. Uh, I, I did tell you, that, and I'm, I'm sure this is the 90th time I've said it on the program, the greatest Jenny Jones quote from her TV show of all time. Mm-hmm. Woman's on stage and says, uh, all I'm saying is the the man that I uh, married is not the same man that he is th- that it is today. And Jenny went, "Wait, there's two men." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I got the quote right. It, it made, That's incredible. right. We all knew what I meant. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wait, there's two men. No, Jenny. There's not two men. <laughs> just She's a nice lady. I, I met Jenny Jones several times doing stand up. She was a very nice lady. Mm. Um, who, uh, because of what was happening with daytime television, was one star search. Did some, you know, was an attractive yeah. woman that knew how to talk. And they said, let's give her a talk show. And 
It worked. Mark L. Wahlberg also had a talk show. He was uh, yeah. He benefited from that as well. Um, and speaking of benefits, uh, it looks like everybody had a nice Christmas, I have to assume. Yeah. yeah. We're coming in hot after Christmas on the 27th. We took yesterday mm-hmm. off, which mm-hmm. on paper, I was like, what are we doing? Why are we taking today off? I kind of liked it. No, you got to take the day after off. Yeah. I don't know if you do, but... I mean, <laughs> you got it, Jimmy. It, it, you got to Again, I don't know if we have to. Do me a favor. <laughs> you got to If oh. you're ever having a Christmas celebration, you got to take the day after Is that your impression of me doing Ken Savara? Yes, it is. Jimmy, <laughs> let me ask you a question. But at like 30%, I didn't really want to commit to it. You're Italian, right? Yeah, Ken. Uh, you're, like, you're a saver. Not really. I spend my money like crazy. Do yourself a favor. CDs are the way to go. <laughs> I just told you I didn't save. What does that have to do with being Italian? Because uh, Italian, oh, 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 Italian men save. Oh. They, Jimmy, have you, ever, have you been to Italy? No, do yourself a favor and get there. Yeah, okay, Ken. <laughs> Great. Uh, nice man. Haven't seen, him in, haven't seen him in 25 years. A lot of people I haven't seen. That just sounds like obvious. Like, if you go to Italy, yeah, it's beautiful. Like, never, no, that's not like a, yeah, no, it's not I, like I a never suggested Ken. <laughs> I'm talking to him, not you. Yeah. It's just like just making the most obvious suggestions possible. You know, I've said this 90 times in the years. The greatest thing Ken Savar ever said, two things. He had first pick in fantasy baseball draft once, and there was no question Frank Thomas was the first pick. And Ken drew the name, and we're all talking. Ken draws the name. He gets first pick. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, you see, and he was serious. He was serious. And then the other one was, uh, you know, I moved. Oh, yeah. Well, where'd you move to? He goes, do you know where the Burger King is on Halstead? <laughs> no. <laughs> nice man. I, it sounds like I'm making fun of him because I kind of am because those are funny things to say. You've got something on your shirt. Uh, wait, what do I got? Oh, what is that? Like and, a little... you're, and you're very concerned with the. It's a leaf. Uh, oh. Oh, oh a weird. Leaf of some sort. It looked like a thread, like a, no, it was like a brown thread. It's like a Outdoorsy. Leaf. It's about to, by the way, they're describing it as this, the weather coming to hit us. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I recognize what's happening. Oh, it doesn't compare oh, to the rest the of the other country. production. Yeah. They're what calling it a river of water is heading our way. Oh Wait, my God. what now? That's what they're saying about this rainstorm that's going to hit us mid-afternoon. This, this affects me. A river. It's a sky affects r- us all. Dumb I, fuck. I know. It's a sky river? They're calling it a river of water. Jesus. And I heard this on the local news called it that. Maybe they all have the same piece of paper. MSNBC and CNN yeah. have all described it as a river of water okay i know global warming which you guys say exists uh is a problem but we didn't ever have like bomb cyclones that was not a term i had ever heard until a few years ago we had blizzards yeah but they never called it a bomb i never heard bomb cyclone until a few years ago what was the other one the uh the um frozen uh what's the what's the other thing they were just saying frozen banana yeah we never had those we just ate them room temp yeah <laughs> and that's proof that there's no global warming because right? how could you have a frozen we banana never had good. that never had no i'm just saying it's all marketing like i feel like the they're just trying to hype up weather events with like really ex- sky flood exciting terms when it's just like it rains heavily you don't have to call it a river. Well, I, again, I, I, this may be they called it that because yeah. maybe that's how. Again, I'm listening to TV on the radio. Yeah. So maybe it looks like oh, a river. Yeah. Oh, I see. You know, coming through. Now, uh, that's confusing because there's a band called TV on the radio. So, yeah, was, I, I tried so them. Were you listening to them in the car? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Full disclosure. I don't know if it's going to rain at all. I don't. Wait, uh, is that the name of the band? TV on the radio? Yes. Yeah, yeah. even the radio. Yeah, yeah. They had one good song, right? That made me then think I should be into them. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that's right. I can't remember what it is now, I but I liked it. I remember liking it. Me too. He's going like, to play it, by the way. And I'm going to go. No, there's no way I ever liked this. It was probably around like 2006 or something. 
Was it like less than Jake? Did they sound? They didn't sound like that, did they? No, I think they sounded more like um, Franz Ferdinand or something. They That's, didn't sound like Blink One Eighty Two. They weren't part of. That. They were not uh, pop punk or whatever you call that. Yeah, yeah but they, I don't. They think. were more Franz Ferdinand or. Um, yeah, more indie rock, like uh, the Hives. Not 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 the Hives, but not as simplistic as the Hives. But in but that, how how much longer do you think we got a vamp before Garen pulls it up? No, I was looking at the. I was trying to find the actual single, but then I was like, I'm just gonna. By the way, I have, I, and I I said this to Zoe. Zoe's, you know, she was like, you should listen to this. I think you'd like it. And I listened to it. and I was like, I do like this. And I told her, I am loath to ever do this, Uh-oh. but I feel like Jimmy Pardo would like this band. The band's name is? The 1975. Yeah, I've tried. Oh, really? I've tried. It's 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 very it's kind of all over the map, but there's certain songs that are like this is an '80s song. Yeah, this uh-huh. is basically just '80s music. Uh, I 100 percent agree with you. And it's you. melodic. I was like, there's there's nothing Jimmy wouldn't love about this. Yeah. So you you kind of just have to maybe just assemble a playlist of the ones that are like that. Yeah. And just listen to that because because then it goes off in other directions. Then they, they get me mad because then it's like well, you don't know who you are. I, I liked all of it. That's honestly, what I say to but, them. Uh, but yeah. And also, let's update that uh, name. It's, it's, it should be the 1995 uh, <laughs> or 85 if they have that sound. Yeah. Also, I don't. Uh, I don't like the. I don't like any dates as a name. Apparently, every single <laughs> album, <laughs> every album they've put out has the first track of the album is called the 1975. Oh, is that right? And uh, and so. Yeah, and then there's a there's they have an album called the 1975. So just like Big Country, they have a I have a song. A, although that was in a Big Country, but yeah, they have an album song and band that's all just the 1975. I read a review once that, and I'm going to mangle this sentence, but it was like the guy basically said, "I loathe a band that has a song named after them," and that is mm. that sticks in my head mm. because then it does it. It, it bothers me because I'm like, you know, I don't disagree with you, yeah. but like Night Ranger has one. It's like, well, I kind of like that song. And then I'm sure there's Nights of Event, but be like, well, well I kind of like that song. The, so Big I, Country, I like that song. Right. Yeah. That's well, that's the weird thing about them is that was their biggest hit. So that's awkward when you're, yeah. when you're biggest. And Wang Chung's is, biggest hit had their that right. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Wang Chung Which tonight. shouldn't. It's, that's a shame that that happened to them. I mean, it's they were, great that they were successful, but they, they wouldn't they they were treated as a joke because of that one song yes. and the rest of their songs were good and that song isn't bad it's just kind of grating it was put in the same spot as everybody walked the dinosaur yeah, you know like, like the novelty. song novelty yeah. and that's not fair to wang chung <laughs> who were in this very room at one point wang chung jimmy pardo what is that wang chung it's, <laughs> it's oh you know billy, billy yeah, yeah. very good like if billy eckner were just you <laughs> <laughs> what if i what if i did billy eckner to be part of in the 80, yeah. 80s and just running around ma'am quiet riot ma'am <laughs> ma'am critical condition ma'am bang your head but i should mention at least this is what yes this is how zoe described it to me is okay. that the song the the track on each 1970 the 1975 album that's called the 1975 he, it's basically it's two guys but it's basically one guy and I, apparently he just thought it would be cool if every album started with the way like um, video game consoles start with like a noise like when you turn on a Sega Uh-oh. it's like Sega yeah so basically each first track is just that oh it's just a little like chime almost like a, a watermark an audio watermark what do they call that 
There's a yeah. term for that in, in podcasting. Audio sting, audio. Go, go uh, uh, Misfit Toys. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't pull it anyway. So, yeah, it's not even, they're not ID. even songs. They're just, they're right. just noises that, that uh, it's just called the 1975 on each thing. I've described a lot of bands as just noises, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good name for an, a band, actually. Just noises. noises. Just noises. I'm going to revisit the 1975 based on Zoe's review. Well, there's nothing you've said is, is there, convinced me. There's a new, uh, I think the newest one is the one I was listening to that I, that I liked. I don't know if you've heard the newest. One. I don't know if I have either. I, I, cause it may be one of those things where it's like I tried and uh, wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it was fine. It's not like I disliked it. Yeah. The newest one is called, what was it called? It's got a funny name. It's got, oh, like it's, it's a, an appropriate title for you. Sort yes. of. I think the album is called being funny in a foreign language or something like mm. that. All right. Well, uh, I, I like uh, words. You like being funny, but yeah. you, don't, you hate foreign languages. I hate foreigners. You know that. I, I love the band Foreigner, but I do hate foreigners. I'm not a fan. What, why does they go plural? I'm out, Garen. That's a good, a good point. Let's build that wall. Let's go. And, and those are, that are joining us for the first time, 100% joking. Uh, we're, uh, oh, but yeah, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we're, we're very uh, anti-Trump. Oh, yeah. And we, uh, we hate a lot of things. I forgot that, yeah, people, because of our guests, people might have. So when I was, I was also, none of you reacted as if I was joking, but when I said that, like, that you guys all believe in global warming. Oh, yeah. That, we, that was supposed to be funny. That's, that's be, well, we all know that, and our listeners know that, but yeah, yeah anybody that's, anybody the complete, that's dipping their the toe com- into the this. The complete silence <laughs> made it seem like I was just We serious. were going along with it. We were, yeah. we were, uh, we were yes-anding in a, in a very uh, a quiet way. I Silent yes and. Yeah. Now, Garen, you were looking somebody up. Who are you looking up? We're going to uh, hear this song. I got a TV on the radio song. That's right. TV on the radio. Wolf right. Like Me seems like the big one. All right. Let's hear, <clears throat> let's hear a little bit of that, if you could, please. And what year is this, by the way? 2006. I nailed it. Didn't I say that? Maybe. Yeah, you did. I don't know. Sure. You said a lot of things today. I did. Think about global warming. <laughs> Gotta be honest, I can't see me saying I like this. Well, although I don't remember this. You song. know what? This is not the one. I, I must be thinking of somebody else. All right, Garen, pull your head away from your speaker. I wish I could blame that on the the poor mic placement of his headset, but that just you think that's how the song is. I huh? think that's just how it is. Yeah, uh, and that's just the way it is. Little Bruce Hornsby. Hmm. Uh, we had uh, over the weekend. Speaking of weather, and we were certainly speaking of weather. Yeah, uh, we had the warmest Christmas in history. Is oh. what they're saying. Wow, here in Los Angeles, which is uh, bizarre because then you I call my father and you know they're dealing <laughs> with you know four four below zero wind yeah. chill yeah. and. Um, you know, navigating icy and snowy roads. Yeah, I looked at the the app. Uh, you know, you can swipe to different places, and I have like my mom's house in there, and it was like <laughs> for Christmas, it was like high of ten, low of zero. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that, when you when you go in O to ten as your range of temperature, right. that's it's horrible. Uh, and you're saying O to ten being the O is in zero because uh, yes, uh, you you spell you spell things out. <laughs> I just meant oh, like zero. I had a procedure this morning, so I may not be one hundred percent present. Because I, I, there's a very good chance I don't know what I just said. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know, I know what I intended. Yeah. I don't think my mouth allowed me uh, the uh, the courtesy of presenting. I, I think it. you were saying like I was just I was. You went with an O instead of a. I was like you leaving, went with a letter instead of a number. Right, like I was leaving the Z E R. Yeah, that was the off. that was the premise of my quote unquote joke, <laughs> and uh, it uh, it hit the rim. 
And I'm going to say nobody even rebounded. I'm going to say it hit the rim and then bounced out of bounds. Yeah. That, that's how It was one of those crummy. ones that hit the rim so hard that it went all the way up and hit the top of the backboard. <laughs> the top, and, and then, then went, went out. out. <laughs> then went out of bounds. 100%. No chance for a rebound. <laughs> no chance. Just horrible. Just a mess. Just a mess of words. Yeah. Um, the uh, by the way, that app is going away. The uh, the dark app, skies. dark sky is going away. They got oh, a, 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 because Apple, Apple bought it and they're folding it into their own way. I don't. App. I like dark skies app. I like I like their layout. Everyone like the raved it about it, and then I got it, and I was like, I just found it confusing. It, mm. it I and I go the other way. It can't be easier. It just I was like, where's the stuff I want? Because I used I I for years have used Weatherbug. Yeah, I don't. I never liked Weatherbug. They were the TV and radio to me of, of, of weather apps. Mm, I, I, it just. I guess I just was familiar with where to. Because I, when it, whenever there's gonna be rain or there is rain, I always just like to see that. Uh, you know, the Doppler. You like the Doppler. Yeah, because then I can go. Okay, so this is where it's moving. I predict that in 20 minutes I should be able to go outside and walk the dog for. for so 10. you like making some sort of prediction. Yes. Yeah, but see, Dark Sky tells you when it's going to stop raining. It would say yeah, slight but, drizzle for the next twelve minutes. But now the Apple one does that because they bought it Dark does? Sky. Yeah. See, I, I, I'll look at it. All I can, all I can promise you is that I can. It look seems at like it. you're you're against it without even giving it a chance. I just like that Dark Sky. Like it's just the little temperature hey, you know what? thing. Because it's supposed to rain later. Let's see what the the Apple weather app is saying right now. Let's look at it, and then maybe we can find out. All right, and, I, and I'll Dark Sky it. I have a test result of, uh, from the doctor. I should tell you this. Didn't give any sample for a test result. So I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. So it says maybe that's the test. This is what I'm talking about right here. You, you like you start like that. You scroll right to there. See how it's like. I, I see. It says light rain forecast is starting in 42 minutes. 42 minutes. All right. But if you go to dark sky, uh, it says possible light rain starting in 40. See, it's got the little Doppler. It comes at you. Right. Well, you, this has that, too. By the way, I can only describe that one way. That's that's a river. That's a river. That's a river of rain coming our way. Coming at us. Then see, take a look at that. It, it, uh, you know, you got that little thermometer where it tells you, you know, rain's going to start about twelve thirty. We're essentially looking at the exact same thing. I don't know why I ever had a problem with dark sky because, but I like this. I like the hour by hour thing. See, this has it a different way. This just has it a different way. All right, well, listen, we're, let's agree to agree that we both like our own apps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I have to, uh, and I'll do it on the air. I don't know why I'm getting an alert that I have a test result because I don't know what test i've taken mm. so this is uh this is live on the air finding out uh, that i'm dying <laughs> god i mean I, i'm not kidding i don't know what this could be is it your sats oh goodness did that finally come in <laughs> okay my results are in i've got a 1572 is that high that's great that's, that's actually great, great right that's almost a perfect score Although i don't know if the numbers do, are the same do they go that i always thought it was like it always ended in a zero it seemed like um, maybe i'm wrong I didn't know if it could be so granular as to be a 72 i didn't get i didn't ever get one that didn't have a zero but maybe Maybe you're right. No, no, no. You could have a five. You could have a five. Oh, okay. I don't know why they're calling it. This is a test result, by the way. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. What was it? Is your parking validation? <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, it had to do with my procedure this morning, but I don't know why it's, I don't know why it's landing in the, in the test area. Hmm. So that's a. Anyway, we that's, tested you with, with a scalpel, and you passed. My bad. Very. Maybe stupid. the actual test is to see how confused you would be on a scale of one to ten by that app i'm a ten by that <laughs> message well then uh success success i'm very confused mm-hmm. um so you passed <laughs> sounds like you passed the test of being confused i mean they let me leave the i mean or you I, failed the test by not understanding it oh i failed the test yeah but as far as uh the procedure goes they let me leave so yeah. i have to assume i'm okay you're good 
you're not an expert. You can't dismiss I'm, I'm, it so I'm quickly. I'm sitting right next to you. I'm using common sense. Uh, it's yeah, a lot of help. Yes, but just... I've lost the use of my legs. Uh, uh, I, what, if, what if you didn't notice that, that I wheel away from this? <laughs> well, you're in a chair that has wheels on it, so you'll, you should be fine. But I have No, I would have to use my feet to... Yeah, because it's not a wheelchair. That. That's we can the push whole point. You. Uh, yes, but I can't. I can't hire somebody. For, I could probably hire Garen full time to push me around, hmm. and I mean push me around like in the chair, not <laughs> not, not bully me. Yeah, he's the last guy. That's you his hire job. To do that. My job is to do that to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, we all had nice Christmases. Garen, do you have a night? You, you check in with your family there in Michigan? Yeah, I mean, I I made it was dinner with me and my friend who moved out here from Michigan, and then you know I talked to my mom and dad and everything. And that's nice. It, Let me ask you a question, Garen, and I bring this up because today they announced that the uh, the leader of the uh, the group of um, uh, what, what did you that, that basket of deplorables oh. that uh, decided to uh, try to kidnap the governor. Oh yeah, uh, he got 16 years today. 16 years. Hmm. And uh, how's your family reacting to that? Do they think it's too long? <laughs> Do they think it's too short? How do they? You know the uh, <laughs> there is people in my family who do call her uh what's her nickname whitler or something like that oh because it's what, what is her i can't pull her name at the moment uh whitmer Whit, whitmer Whit, and they call whitmer. her whitler because of like hit come like, on uh, man i don't know if they're doing it for humor or what but you know it's like what do you it's the same as killery like they're they, they exactly they think it sounds yeah. cool they're on message boards they share those words yeah and then they they're able to sleep at night thinking that they're better because they once had a you know the interaction that targeted with ted nugent yeah there is militia so, in my family right my did my by marriage family that you know someone married somebody in their family is militia i don't know how many cockerels so you're militia by marriage you're militia by marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are, they, militia are these the type of militia guys because i don't know what the laws are in michigan are these the type of guys that would go to starbucks in fatigue carrying their gun are they that type i would i don't know i've never met this dude but i would not be surprised based on what i've Perfect. Are you allowed to do that in Michigan? Can you can you can you open carry? I don't know. Mm. I feel like you should be able to do that. Every, not should, but everywhere because it's the U.S. Constitution. But I don't know if it's. I don't think it is. I don't no, know because because no. you can't conceal. Historically, historically, <laughs> they're like in the in the old West. I feel like there's some truth to the idea that you could have a town where it's like you can't bring guns in. Like mm-hmm. I think I think. It is a federal law, but there, are, there's you can have other rules. You can have like buildings can can be yeah. not no guns. I remember when I was in maybe I've said this on the show before. The first time I worked in Minneapolis, not the first time, but sometime that I worked at Acme in Minneapolis, and I went to the mall, and on the mall it had a handgun with a no circle through, you know, that mm-hmm. line yeah. through it. And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, should you go know. without saying, right? Should go without saying. And then I was like, and I tried to joke about it on stage that night. And by the way, these were different times. Mm-hmm. This wasn't when there were shootings at malls and stuff like that. Yeah. And I tried to joke about it. And then one of the other comedians explained, no, you can carry a gun anywhere you want to in this. Hmm. Uh, and, and they're telling you, you can't bring them in here. Right. Because this is a business. Yeah. So, like, oh, okay. So I could be, I could stand outside with the gun. They're like, yeah. Wow. And I don't, again, I don't know if that's still the rule. I don't know. I, don't. I went to an escape room last night. Wait, that, what? That said no firearms allowed. Absolutely no firearms allowed. Who's bringing a firearm in Los Angeles to an escape room? <laughs> I have no idea. And that's and one I, way to get out. I mean, that's <laughs> Open the fucking door. Open the fucking door. But open carry in Michigan is allowed because there, there is no Michigan law that prohibits it. Uh, now, I believe they also have open carry with uh, alcohol. I believe right. they're allowed to walk around with a they just can want of Pabst. Carry everything open in the open. Yeah. 
there's a lot of uh, no secrets. They're, 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 you know, they're mitten-headed idiots. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. some Michigan person who ju- who doesn't know the history of mitten-headed idiots is going to write me. You know, I heard your episode. I was very upset with the way you, uh, this is me. Ty- this is the, them typing. I like this. Yeah, I like it actually. That's why I'm continuing to do it. I like the way that your microphone is. All right, done with my typing. Um, <laughs> What I had something on that though. Did you watch uh, the Glass Onion? Did you watch that over the? Uh... I saw it in the theater when it was. Uh... You went to the movie theater. Yeah, and saw it there. I didn't know that. I, I told you that. Yeah, <laughs> you should know this. Twenty percent of what you say, I listen to. Yeah, yeah. I, I told the story about how we took a vote because my my mom oh, that's and stepdad right. were in town. That's and we right. were like trying to decide between that and the Fablemans and some other. And you went to Glass Onion, which is probably a better probably a better choice for a family outing. Yeah, I, you know, there was like a slight concern that it wouldn't be appropriate for Charlie, but it actually is fine. Like, it's it's way less right. adult than the first uh, Knives Out, I thought. Like, the first Knives Out is probably a little much, maybe just not a, of interest to there, Charlie. There's one scene in the first Knives Out yeah. that I think is... Uh, but it's also less child. silly. Like, I feel like the new one's a, a, a bit sillier. It feels more like Clue, honestly, to me. Uh, and they even reference Clue in the uh, yeah. in the uh, movie. You saw it, Garen, as well, the, yep. uh, the Knives Out? Do you see it yet, Elliot? I have not seen it yet. What'd you think, Jimmy? Uh, I think Elliot hasn't seen it. Oh, you, sorry. You could say what you if you like. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little long. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little long, and I, I, I I've got other uh, other things I will say about it off the air. But mm-hmm. I, but I very much enjoyed it. And then we watched a thing on YouTube. Uh, Ryan Johnson is that the gentleman's name? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did you see this, Garen? Uh, on YouTube, he does a thing uh, through Vanity Fair, uh, describing the opening scene. Them all arrive, not the opening. All, them all arriving on the dock. Okay. To take the boat trip. That's yeah. no, that's no spoilers. Yeah. Um, and explaining direction to me, and quite frankly, uh, I learned things. Oh, cool. Uh, it was uh, it was interesting. You know, he doesn't spoil anything. Doesn't yeah, give anything yeah. away. Uh, although Oliver did point out, like, who would watch this if you didn't watch the movie? Because he kind of talks like, yeah, yeah. When you see the movie, you'll see. Yeah, that's always weird when it's like this is supposed to promote the movie. So essentially, it's trying to convince you to watch the movie. But why would you? Why, why would you care? If I would you not care. Seen the movie? Yet? I would not, and I would not want. While there are no spoilers, I still don't want to know things. Yeah, I was glad that I literally knew nothing about it when I went to see it, um, and that's the way movies like that should work. Like, and luckily, it wasn't that hard to. Avoid spoilers. I, did you I see Ben think. Shapiro's review of it over the weekend? I did not. You know he's an, an idiot. He's yes. just a, a flat out moron. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the dumbest, <laughs> stupidest people on the planet. Like he, <laughs> his review was, um, and I'm I'm mangling again. This yeah. is my this is my paraphrased version of his. Uh, there were plot twists, and he's mad about it. <laughs> like he, does, it's like have you ever seen a murder? For the love of God, don't read Agatha Christie. You don't. You yeah. won't know what hit you. What an idiot. I mean, he literally. Garen, pull it up, if you would, the thing he tweeted. It's way too long, but find the part where he literally, this more, he went on, he went on a rant on oh Twitter, God. basically just saying, he could have just saved time and just written, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he was mad that the movie made him feel stupid for not understand, like not knowing what was going to happen next. Yeah, and he was the also- The whole point of a mystery movie. He was also mad that like that it, uh, it looked like it was just a big slam on Elon Musk. He, he felt like yeah. it was, a, uh, which by the way, I, I would never have thought that had had Elon Musk not taken over Twitter, right. I wouldn't have thought that ever. Right. That's like that's I, actually now that you've brought that up, uh, I will say one of my thoughts on it was that it, I felt I felt it was unfortunate that the events of real life went the way they did because I would have enjoyed it more. It, it was almost like like he wouldn't he wouldn't have done that if if what was happening now with Twitter was happening when he wrote it, you know what I mean? 100%. Because it's like, it's too, it's too timely and it's too, it's too much in the news. Yeah. So it's almost like we don't need like a fictional 
whatever on this topic because we're being inundated with this stuff in the real world right now so it's almost it was just bad timing like if the movie had come out a year ago it wouldn't have mattered but now it's like fuck really like i i go to movies to escape reality but this is just like what we're seeing every day like oh what dumb thing did this guy do now uh, by the way i listen to podcasts to escape reality i don't like that you guys talk about politics as much as you do yeah good good um people are also mad by the way that they uh that there are scenes with masks people are wearing masks Right, because it takes place in the summer of 2020. Uh, so they're mad about that. You know, we're past that. I, I don't need to see it. I saw a headline. Yeah, about we don't that. want any stories about history or something that happened in the past or things that it's, people have right, done. Exactly. Right. Well, for the love of don't watch Dunkirk then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it, there's a whole there's a whole thing about the past in that. Yeah. There, there's the there's the whole boomer generation who will never get to see another movie again. I guess. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They will never. Uh, it. Uh, Ironically, and, they're the ones that are the most obsessed with World War II history and wanting to watch stuff about that. Uh, the, boy they love so many comics used to do the joke about how their grandparents just loved that history channel that yeah or they they would call it the hitler channel yeah well, or now they'd call it the whitler channel hey. <laughs> hey i'm dumb in the militia i'm a cockerel i guess it's because they they it's like they can go back to a time when we were a sort of somewhat empirically the good guys and we won we beat the bad guys and so it's comforting to go like oh remember things were simple and black and white at least i mean nothing's black and white but you can look back on that and go yeah that guy was evil and we helped stop him and so that's a good thing whereas now things are muddy and confusing and it's not clear people don't like thinking about like maybe we're the bad guys sometimes i think sometimes we are the bad guys we certainly are on this show we're the bad guys Right in this in the world of podcasting, if we were to fight people, we're the bad guys. We're the bad guys. Oh, <laughs> four nicest guys in the world. We don't. Uh, I'm sure somebody dislikes us as human beings. I know I dislike three of you guys. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if this... That's all of us. Oh no, <laughs> you didn't do your joke. <laughs> no, 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 I did. I did my joke. Oh, yeah, no. I specifically would say I. Oh, my joke was bad. I don't care for any of you. Oh, I... but I know your joke. You would think that I would say I know I there's don't... one of you guys I don't right. like, and or then... even two. Yeah, uh, I left a, a flaming bag of dog poop on Mark Maron's doorstep. Does that make me the bad guy? No, <laughs> in podcasting. No, it's just confusing him because he, th- he would just assume it was coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why is why is somebody burning coffee? Fresh roasted. Uh, what? Um, <laughs> uh, Garen, did you look up that Ben Shapiro uh, thing? Yeah. Can you can you quickly read it? Is it a long? Thing? It's full of spoilers. Uh, oh, that, one of my favorite parts is where he says, "We're actively deceived by the writer." Yeah, that's it. That, that, thank you. That's a <laughs> lot. We're actively deceived. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> you know, our job. It's, it's your job wow. as a writer is to, if you're writing a who done it or a murder mystery, you you dumb. Just again, saw glass onion. I'm dumb. That should be your tweet. <laughs> we should, we should make a list of movies that Ben Shapiro shouldn't watch, like No Way Out yeah. or Wild Things or. Oh my God, he would hate Memento. He'd be Memento. like, "This is deceitful." deceitful it anything, started at the end and any, went backwards anything by m night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. right this i mean have you have you never been to the movies <laughs> do you do you like things <laughs> no he does not doesn't like you can't yeah. possibly like anything because he likes he likes straight white people that's what he likes he all i, I hate to say this because you're gonna immediately regret all this but what he likes is the attention that you're giving him right <laughs> now. Well, no, no question 100 and by the way uh you know it's very easy to make he's i think i believe he's my height Mm-hmm. And so uh, he, gets, he gets attacked for that a lot. Okay. And it's like, there's so much more. There's so much more. Attack him for his views and his thoughts. He, mm-hmm. he tries to do logic and he doesn't understand how logic works, I think. Yeah. 
You know who else was my height? And this uh, this will shift us off this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie James Dio was five oh, foot four. Yeah. And uh, did I already mention I watched the uh, I watched the documentary on Ronnie Dio? Oh, I just uh, uh, oh, I went wrong page. There we just go. Watch the documentary. I'm, I'm just checking this on the off chance that uh, our guests has no. Uh, I know that we can't control this necessarily, but it seems like we need an app that has twice as many buttons per page because <laughs> you're constantly. A, I, I'm, like, I'm, oh, I, I'm, I'm working on it. Can oh. you can you can you make the uh, the, the icons a sad a tad smaller? Can you make them sadder? Negative. Yeah, that's the problem with these apps because it's such a it's such a specialized thing yeah. to want like a soundboard app that there's no they're not and fancy at all. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to head off at the past the fan. I have done this research. You do not need to suggest anything yeah. to me. No. Sorry, you know what? Info up. at neverfunny.com. Uh, <laughs> That's where they should write you. Please don't. <laughs> but you're asking for help. It sounds like you're no, specifically asking for I'm help. I'm specifically not asking for you were help. Telling, you were saying to me, let me cut you off at the pass. The fan. No, please, I w- please research you, and if find. You, if you have some suggestions, Jimmy, I'm happy to hear them. But wait, but joking aside, it sounds like you are, you, you are working on I something. I am working on something. Would oh, a stream boy. deck help you? Would that be better? Karen, mm. now is not the time. Karen. To derail this bit of mine where I think I want all the fans to email him. Oh, they're going to do it regardless. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What about a stream deck? That would uh, not make this better. Okay. Oh, okay. Garen, that's uh, already been looked into. What about an island in the stream? How about that? That is what we are. Yeah. So why not use that? This is completely off topic from the documentary. But speaking of decks, mm-hmm. uh, we had the pleasure on our Christmas walk. Oliver and I took two. We took a walk in the morning. Then we took a walk in the afternoon with uh, Daniel to join us for that second one. And uh, in the morning, we saw two... Uh, let's call them uh, nine and eleven year olds. Uh, they were out. They got their new skateboards, nice. and they were they were loving their new skateboards. It was yeah. the greatest thing. It was just watching these two kids full of joy with their skateboards. Awesome. It reminded me of being that age, and and uh, you couldn't believe it that they got it and they were That's out there. So great. And then on our second walk, they were out there, and and they're still on their skateboards. <laughs> they're saying that the ambulance showed up. <laughs> they broke both broke their arms. They were. This is what they were doing at this point. They were uh, now they were racing. Uh, on their stomachs on their skateboard down a hill. Because <laughs> sure. this and this was like six hours later, so it's oh like God. after six hours, it's like, well, what can we do with these things now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and th- so you imagine everything they went through, and they were still loving. Oh, and they, at one point they went down the hill. They were arm in arm going down the hill. Oh, nice. Together, they looked like the just you know almost like the Fablements, like a family just enjoying themselves. Yeah. And nice. uh, they got their Christmas gifts, and uh, and they were out there while the parents are inside uh, watching. Uh, Porn. Porn. Pornography. Yeah. <laughs> Watching Christmas porn. <laughs> their, their, new, oh, their new porn that Santa brought them. You you boys go out with your skateboards. <laughs> We've got some porn to we watch. we got some. Uh, two hours. <laughs> two hours. Two hours. <laughs> you couldn't watch porn for two hours. Well, but too much you, porn. You watch porn for 20 minutes. Then you rest and have a sandwich. <laughs> then you watch porn for 20 more minutes. You leave it running or do you, 20, you take a bath? 20 minutes even seems long to me. Oh, Lord. No. You know, I've seen Dear Lord Doug Elliot for whatever he's doing in his life. <laughs> yeah, what do you? You're, well, you got you're looking at the plot. <laughs> I, I don't mean, like. He's like Ben Shapiro. I these, these movies. <laughs> they're actively deceitful. I don't believe that's really his stepmother. <laughs> and that, and they never ate the pizza. You, you're going back to the pizza yeah. days. Yeah. I think they ate the pizza. I think that was their pay back in those <laughs> oh, days. Jesus. At least for the guy. It's depressing. Yeah. You don't think the lady got to, to enjoy the pizza? His, his, well, she might have enjoyed the pizza, but historically, women get paid a lot more than men in, in I think the, pornography. You do, you're right. I think she gets the pizza and he eats the pie. Yeah. Hello. Hello. 
Amen. Everybody now. Amen. 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 A little louder. I don't know what that is. You've never done that? Oh, that's from like every feel good movie yeah. sure. uh, that would uh, that would that would uh, raise its head yeah, okay. and, and I'm reasonably certain that I did that in public school as well for some reason hmm. yeah I think so too and I, it, I think and it was if, non, non we never saw it as religious yeah. even though you're saying amen yeah, yeah. Sounds I, a little. For, for me as as the one well not the one Jewish kid the one the one kid that everybody knew was Jewish uh, it, it felt a little weird you think some other children kept it quiet I think that I was the most obviously Jewish looking person in my class do you think hmm. your name helped I think it helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Can I go back to the skateboard thing for a second? Because <laughs> yeah. I want to tell you this awful story that oh. everyone's going to enjoy uh, about going down a hill on your stomach. Oh, no. My friend did that uh, a pretty steep hill. Yes. And the skateboard hit a rock. Oh, no. Skateboard stops. He keeps His going. His body oh. does not stop. And he oh, just physics. asphalt chest slides oh. 20 feet tell me it wasn't the face imagine a carpet burn which would be yeah, horrific right. yeah it's a it's an asphalt it's just his cement hand, burn hands oh. elbows Dude. chest face face a little uh-huh. bit face the face he like i think he it was like his chin got yeah, torn chin. up yeah. but um oh. yeah it was horrifying helmet doesn't help and that this, this was the same kid that uh what helmet doesn't help <laughs> helmet no you're right oh there's a knock on the door Garen? Come and knock on our door. Garen, nobody buzzed in, right? No. All right, Garen, walk out there, explain to our guest what's going on, and then we'll bring our guest in. Uh, I guess She's already tested? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, award-winning singer-songwriter, uh, sing, not singer-songwriter, yeah, she sings, uh, yeah. Holly Knight is joining us. Yeah. Uh, so that's very exciting. Mm. Um, anyway, watch the... Uh, to, to clear everybody's mind of yeah. your uh, awful uh, Hor- skateboard nonsense. Horror. I'm still rattled. How did she get into the... There's nobody else in the building here I today. Know. I know. I'm, I'm rattled. I'm, I'm rattled to the to the core by a knock on the door. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Before we take a break, let me just finish. Let's, let me hang up this phone. Yeah. Uh, I saw the Ronnie James Dio documentary. Oh, yeah. And I very much enjoyed it. Oh, cool. And it's one of those where you, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're banging your head and you're rocking. Mm-hmm. And then uh, by the end of it, you're crying because he dies. Yeah. And so it, uh, but it's great. Cool. It's great if you, you know, if you like, if you like, you know, heavy metal, if you like Ronnie James Dio, if you like Black Sabbath, if you like Rainbow, <laughs> you're going to like it. Okay. So, uh, all right. Holly Knight is here. And uh, so we're going to take a break. We're going to bring over to the table. How are you? I'm great. Good. And uh, I got one question before we go to the break to you. Uh, uh, how do you ride the rhythm of the human wave? Do we have an answer on that? No. No? All right. Very good. All right. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. We'll be back right after this. Uh, listen, this is, you You know this, uh, Belknap and, and Hochberg and myself, we love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, hey, this is good stuff. Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah. It's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it. You'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre-me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, oh, yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to together. talk about factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down. 
Watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. Sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the Wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all, this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wallet missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other – are you at the – Wild animal vet? Yeah, he could be visiting a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people, I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun. It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Why are they, yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is here's the important thing. Earn-in is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these are right. not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earning app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let them know who sent you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max c earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolve bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now hey everybody welcome back to the program uh, episode 30 what did i say at the top of the show 39 yeah thirty-one nineteen. the hard castle mm-hmm. uh holly knight has joined us it, it very soon she's got a great new book out called i am the warrior uh my crazy life writing the hits and rocking the mtv 80s to which on a walk holly first of all welcome nice to see you nice to be um, here i said on a walk with my wife and son my wife said who's your guest and i said holly knight and then she's i said i'm reading your book and she said uh, how is it and i said it's almost as if she sat down and said i need to write a book for jimmy pardo <laughs> Because <laughs> it right. is, it nails obviously that '80s you know nostalgia that I love and grew up and working in record stores and so on and, and you know records coming out which I have that I've kept since the '80s of that you're involved with and um, also all the artists that I loved in the '80s you were involved in all of it you dipped your toe in everything but I did learn I'm going to start with this 
I know I'm rattling. I'm going to start. What I did not know, and I learned from your book, uh, is you know, obviously as a person my age, my favorite band growing up with, was Kiss. Hmm. I learned, and I did not know this, my third favorite Kiss album is Unmasked. And you, information I didn't have three weeks ago, uh, played all the keyboards on there, uncredited. And that was your big, that was your break? That's how you got into that? That was your first thing after growing up, playing piano, so on and so forth? Yeah, I mean, I... That was my first break, but I had other things going on. I was in a band, and, and we had the same manager okay. as Kiss. So there was that Bill connection. Bill Coins, if I'm Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, we were trying to get a record deal at that time. And we got to know the guys pretty well. I mean, I talk about it quite a bit in, in my book. Mm-hmm. And they were all so different, each each one of them. Were, like, there were the two of these and the two of those. So the two of these were the... the um, Sort of the businessmen, the the nice Jewish businessmen that kind of ran the band, and then there were the two train wrecks that <laughs> were actually a lot more fun. Right, of and course. and I say in the book that I thought that Ace was actually the most talented musician, but it all kind of worked, you know. Although I think, you know, having those two different personalities and stuff that didn't answer your question, but um, that's all right. Rattle on as much as you like, because again, you're talking about everything that I love. Yeah, so um, I already knew Gene, and I was in the right place at the right time at the record plant, and I was waiting for someone, and he just walked out and saw him, and he said, "You play keyboards? That's right. Do you want to play on something? We need we need keyboards right now on a track." And I looked at him like dumbfounded, you know, and I said, "Right now?" And he goes right now and I was like oh and I took the magazine threw it behind me it's like my friend can wait <laughs> and I walked in and I you know from there I um, they played me the song once and then they told me to go into the the room and I knew I knew Paul Paul was in there Paul Stanley and um, Vinnie Pons the other producer was in there and they told me to go into the studio and they were in the control room and I just started doing sounds and playing through it and they said here's the song and I played along with it and I thought right okay I've got it now let's do this and Gene turned around and said uh, can you give us a minute and I went okay and the three of them kind of huddled and you know I see them shaking their heads and I'm thinking they're probably thinking they made a mistake and you know nobody wants keyboards on a Kiss record which is kind of true <laughs> but um, that's a divided thing but so they told me to come in and I thought okay, they changed their mind or they didn't like what I played. I was just screwing around. And Gene said, what are you doing the rest of the day? And I said, well, I was going to just hang out with my friend, but nothing I can't change. And he said, "Uh, well, we love what you played and we want you to play, we want keyboards on the whole record. We've decided this is the kind of record we're going to make. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) I ended up playing on a lot of the stuff and I said, well, they said, we love what you do. You're done with that one. I was like, but I I was just learning it. I didn't even... They said, no, that's perfect. It's, let's move on. Great. So, wow. And I stand sitting there thinking, oh, my God, they don't even know. Even know. I've never even played on a record before. This is your first time ever on a on, on Yeah, I mean, I'd been, I'd been in the studio doing demos and stuff. Right. I knew the process, but I'd never actually been on a real record, let alone a Kiss record and, you know, a platinum selling uh, band and all that. So I couldn't wait to go back to my band um and tell them that I had just done this, especially with Anton, because Anton Fig was the drummer in my band, Spider. Right. And Anton, this all kind of started because Ace Freely asked Anton to play drums on his record. And that was a fluke, too, because the only reason he heard Anton was because he was being produced by Eddie Kramer. Eddie Kramer was known for doing Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and a, quite a few other really big bands. and. 
um, the guitarist in my band, Spider, Keith, had sent him a tape hoping that Ace would record the song. Ace, and Ace didn't like the song, but he liked the drummer. He never heard of him. He said, well, get that guy. I want him on the record. So that's started that. And then once Kiss heard him playing on that record, they were like, we've got to get him to play on the Kiss record. So he played on Dynasty. Mm -hmm. And then he played on Unmasked. So it's all kind of like six degrees of separation, yeah. you know. And he didn't get credit either. Like, we went into that being told, you're not going to get credit. But you're going to get paid. And I thought, <laughs> I'll know, I'll know that I'm, I did it. And just to make sure that everybody else would eventually know it, when I got the checks, they said, kiss on the top. And I Xeroxed them. I had copies of them, which was very smart thinking, because yes. I didn't know 40 years later I was going to write a book. And I could, they're in the book. Not the real checks. Checks have been spent. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah. But, but, immediately. but the pictures of the of the checks, yeah. you know, were in there, and it, it didn't matter anyway because after that, like once I started to get successful and they took the makeup off and on and all that stuff, um, you know, they were more proud of the fact that I was on the record and that Anton was because both of us had, at that point started building names for ourselves, right. and. Um, and they sent me like I have a record plaque on my in my recording studio. That's the very first one I ever got, and it's a gold record of of Kiss Unmasked. And so, in their own way, they admitted that I worked on their record yeah. anyway. You know, that's awesome. So, no, so but as, as Kiss nerd, and this will be the the end of this part of it, uh, and I won't bore you because I won't. I don't want to fanboy out too much. Do you remember what that first song was? It was a song called Shandy. Yeah, oh, Shandy. Yeah, babe. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Paul Stanley. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to know. Thank you. Uh, you sing. Uh, well, I I try. Uh, you mentioned earlier you need a new vocalist for the device song. I'm I'm available. <laughs> um, it's just that easy. Um, you are you friend you're friendly with Paul Stanley to this day. Is that is that something we could discuss? Yes. Very and good. I I did date him. Yes. You did. Um, On and off for years. That was a well known fact. Okay. Because you know people that are Kiss fans know everything. I mean, even when I played on the record, even though there was no credit, and I and I said this in the book, I my name got out there anyway because Kiss fans are fanatics. Yes, you know, and they know everything about that band. So that just you know just made it another cool factor. Um, did you have to do spend time with him when he was like you know we used to see pictures of Gene with Cher and he would mm -hmm. have the the you know bandana around his face? Is that the era of, that you dated Paul or was the makeup already off? Animalized no, Asylum. The makeup was still on, and it's interesting because I you know I talked about how Gene had called up and asked Anton and the bass player Jimmy and myself if we would play on a demo that he wanted to do that night, and. Um, you know, I talked about the fact that it, it was kind of cool. It's like after we did the demo, it was like 2 in the morning, and we went to this place called the Stage Deli. It's sort of a landmark in New York, and even at 3 o'clock in the morning, you have to wait for a table. And I just I commented on how it, it, it felt so interesting to walk in. It was sort of like knowing that the person you're with was really Batman, but everybody thought he was, you know, the other character because now he walked in without his makeup on but he still you know he walked in a room he still like everybody would turn and look at him because he was so tall right. was, you know he was a behemoth of a man like uh in all in black and leather and it's like you, you couldn't help even without the makeup thinking okay this guy's a rock star or something or something yeah. you know and um i felt the same way with paul when i was out with him it was kind of cool and then i even went through that with one of my best friends who is Cassandra Peterson, mm -hmm. who I write about in the book, which for those of you that don't know it, is uh, Elvira, 
the same sort of thing. Like we would go out and I'd be having dinner with my redheaded friend and no one would know that it was this bombshell. You know, right. she'd be wearing a turtleneck and baggy jeans and flat shoes and it was kind of cool, you know? Yeah, it, um, off the air we talked about how you were just recently back in New York and you luckily escaped all the travel hassles and stuff. Yeah. Were you back there seeing, you still have family back there or were you just back there seeing friends? Because uh, you grew up there, right? I, well, I was there. Yes, I'm from New York. I'm ac I've actually lived longer in California now. I've lived here 25 years, but I still consider myself a New Yorker. Mm -hmm. And I was just there to do press for the book, and I did a show at the Cutting Room, and Patti Smythe, the original OG of The Warrior, sung. Mm -hmm. And I had another great singer, Lena Hall, who won a Tony for Hedwig and the Angry Inch. So who I saw I, at the Pantage, yes. Yeah. Did you see her as Hedwig or as... I, as, I saw as her play both roles. I went two nights. And yeah. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. went three nights because I went nuts for that play, mm -hmm. uh, that musical. And so, yeah, I went the last Sunday night where she was the uh, Hedwig. Yeah. Yeah. She's super talented. So she was singing some of my songs and I was singing and play, playing. And, um, and I saw family, too. So it's like a combination of, you know, I have a very small family anyway, so... Um, Not many people to see if you go back. Exactly. There. What uh, in the book you talk about growing up there and then getting piano lessons and stuff and your the relationship with your mother was not the greatest, right? Uh, right. Should they read the book for that or is there anything <laughs> you can expound about? No, I can. Res there? I can. Res people um, are more sympathetic with the other stuff when it comes to all the sex and tawdry stuff. They just everybody just gets their mind in the gutter and just loves and goes for it and sort of. Um, it's really only maybe, I want to say, 20% of the book. The rest of it is really about my career mm -hmm. and um, songwriting and, and things like that. Um, but, yeah, my, part of who I am is because of my, my blueprint as a child. We all know that, like, the first 10 years basically are the blueprint for what's going to happen the rest of your life. And, you know, it, it was a strange, it was a strange childhood because... You know, my family was doctors and lawyers and, you know, sort of abuse doesn't just happen in trailer trailer parks, you know what I mean? So, yes, my mother was abusive and um, I think that it was just part of my journey because, if you know, adversity is, is a gift because if you don't have something bad happen to you, you don't rise above it and you don't learn from it. I mean, the good stuff is just like eating ice cream, you know. But the bad stuff is what makes you, you know, what do they say? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. It's absolutely true. And because of it, I became, uh, I guess, a fighter. Like, um, And in fact, um, I was asked once after I'd had a few years of success why all my songs were about fighting. And I, I didn't I'd never realized that. So I looked at the titles when I went home and there was like Love is a Battlefield and The Warrior and Invincible and You Better Be Good to Me, you know, yeah. and I thought, geez, how did I, how did I miss that? Because yeah. it was all automatic. You write what you know. And, you know, after some raw soul searching, I realized that um, it was not fight about fighting with people, but fighting for things. And my whole life has been like that, always fighting for the things that I felt were important to me mm -hmm. and being true to my myself and not being true to other people, you know. And I think a lot of people relate to that. I think it's a good message. You know, to this day, to this day, even after I've been in the songwriter songwriting hall of fame, I've been induct I was inducted in two thousand and thirteen. I am still influenced by people that say, you're this, you're not this, you know? For instance, I'll give you, you want an example? Of course I want an example. Okay, so 
I started to write a book and then I gave it to someone who was, you know, that represented a lot of writers and she read some of it and she said, and it was a woman too, she, she was a lawyer and she said, well, I think it's a good read, but you're not a household name, so I don't think you're going to be able to get a book deal. It's too rough out there. Mm-hmm. So I turned and went, hmm, that kind of sucks. So I stopped. Mm-hmm. I stopped for a year and a half and thought, I'm not a writer because someone said, this is not, you know, and that's the danger is that you care too much about what other people think. And if you do that, then you might miss an an opportunity or something which completely changes your life. And here I am on your show talking about my book, which, by the way, was just listed in Amazon as number one in hot new releases for popular music. Awesome. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. So I'm um, really ex- I'm surprised to see that. It's, well, it it. it I, I think it's a bunch of people like me who grew up in that era. We know the songs. Yeah. We we want to read about experiences with Rod Stewart and so on and so forth. Uh, but what I'll say about what you just said is, um, if anybody in this room can relate to, uh, <laughs> hey, you're not a household name, nobody's going to want to buy your book, uh, and then stop writing their book, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I have started the book so many times, because everybody says you should write a book, you've got this great life, so on and so forth. And everybody has a story. They all, every time I then bring it to publishers or lawyers, they but you're not a household name. You're, you're, nobody's going to want this. Like, right, right, read the fucking stories. It's worth some people will enjoy it. Or well, it's relatable from it. because you can't relate to famous celebrities. They're you know they always look so gorgeous and they're perfect and all that. But you can relate to someone behind the scenes and the people that don't really get credit for any, anything. And you know we barely as songwriters. I've talked about this with my songwriter friends. It's like most artists would like people to think they wrote the song and they'll go to extreme measures to perpetuate that myth Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a thankless job in that way it's not thankless in other ways it's quite lucrative and i get paid to do what i love you know right but um i find people who you don't really know about that have these sort of compelling stories i find that much more fascinating Right. I mean, otherwise, we could just read an article in People Magazine. And Where they're fabulous the, the, and wonderful. Right, the and, you know. yeah. um, The other thing you said that I, that I can relate to and I speak about a lot on the show is uh, if you don't have a diversity as a stand-up comedian, there's a lot of guys that came from money. Right. And then there's no want. You don't have to sleep in your car because you've got money. And you, you I think you have to come from, I don't, I don't want to say from nowhere, but I grew up very poor. Uh so that you 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 have to make it in order to mm-hmm. succeed and to make money and to live, uh, and if you come from money, it's like ah you know what the shows aren't going that great maybe I'll quit and it's like right. okay then you shouldn't be a comic or no, instead of being a rags to riches story you could be a riches to rags story and do it on your own terms which is I wouldn't say my family was rich but we were upper class you know educated right. European intellectuals and um, but you know abuse and all kinds of things happen just as much there. I yeah. mean, don't kid yourself. So I left home when I was 15. Right. With some drummer fella, if I'm With not mistaken. With some drummer fella, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was sort of like, in a way, like, sort of like my buffer with the world. Like, I didn't feel like I was all alone. But truth be known, I was taking care of him. And I was working to take care of him. And I was always the one that was more, you know, ambitious and had dreams that I wanted to pursue. And um, so... Even though it would seem like, well, he took care of me and I was safe because I was with a 20-year-old and I was 15. It was kind of the other way around. Um, what, well, also, he's 20, so he's, he's still a child, too. I mean, he's just, you know. Yes. We, we think we know we're doing a 20. but No. We, oh, my God. I'm cool. a mother now, and I have a 30-year-old and a 27-year-old. And it's like, just, did you ever see that movie, uh, Failure to Launch? 
I'm sure I have. What, what, was it Matthew Mc? No, it wasn't Matthew. Mc, it was one of the Who's Wilson oh, brothers. That, yeah. Which one is Owen that? Wilson? The, no, it wasn't Matthew McConaughey in, in Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just I like happy that. at home, and like you know, the parents just couldn't get couldn't get, get him out. In. Sort of like you know, when you fly a kite, you're out there and you're trying to get it to soar on its own, and it just. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, but it's hard now with the pandemic and stuff too. I mean, my kids are actually very together, but um, but they're at home. They're both at home. No, 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 no. They're out. No, just one. Our, who actually left? He went to college and then he got his master's and then he came back here and the pandemic happened. And as you know, no one could go. It was right. like you could go apartment hunting then. So, but then he was there. The pandemic has happened for what three years? He's still there. <laughs> yeah, like the pandemic right. is over. Uh, well, the lockdown's over. They're still uh, right. That's true. I'm, def- I'm defending your son. Give him a little chance. This <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor kid's no, scary. I actually like I having him there. Actually, it's it's it's, it's he's wonderful. Is so. he? Uh, did either of these uh, boys follow in your footsteps musically? Or are they? Uh, no, not and, at all. And, and I'm actually relieved they yes. didn't because the music business is so hard now. You know, um, it's just sort of like a select few at the top are doing f- fantastically well, whether it's Taylor Swift or Harry Styles. But for the average kids that are out there trying to make it, it's really hard right now. Um, but that's a whole nother conversation, which is a little bit depressing. So <laughs> we'll pass over. Okay, that. fair enough. Uh, all right, so you, you leave home, you're with this 20-year-old child, uh, and then you you start Spider, the band Spider, right? Is that what what came next? Yes, I well, I formed Spider with the other members. I met a couple of the member, three of the the core members, and they were, were wanting to put a band together, but they hadn't really sort of done it. So then I met them, and then I did it, and yeah, um, yes. And I'm always fascinated by it, like that. Like uh, I have, in fact, it's, uh, I have it here, and uh, I'm a fan. You should know that I'm, I am a fan wow. of yours. That is um, amazing that you have that. I'm this, really impressed. They released both albums on one uh, on one oh, disc. Oh, cool! Was that Renaissance or something? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, that. yeah Renaissance. Yeah, it was a reissue. Um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, what I'm, fa- I'm always fascinated with, like, all right, this was a band. You had some success. Mm-hmm. Are these folks you keep in touch with? Is there, are these folks we were talking about some comic friends of mine that I haven't seen in twenty something years? Um, yeah, that's like that with my is ex- it like that my with ex- this husbands as well? are like that. And they're more twenty five years. You're not speaking <laughs> to them. 27, Actually, they've reached out to me now. Mm-hmm. We have Facebook and all that. Mm-hmm. They asked to be my friend. And you, I, how do you treat? Yes, no. You accept them as a friend on Facebook? Um, two of them I did. There's a third one that I didn't. And uh, does he know that you haven't, or is it still just no, waiting he knows. in the queue? He's well aware no, of he it. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, and he knows that, why. Is that the father of the two boys? No, or? that's the second one. Who oh. I'm, I didn't talk to for like. A long time. In fact, he didn't talk to his kids for 11 years, which is really heartbreaking. But he's sort of back in our lives now, and he's behaving himself, and he's still flirting with me. But I'm just sort of keeping an arm's distance. I'm so I was so over that. Then okay. the train left the station on that one. Um, but in answer to your questions, yes, with two of them, I'm very good friends. In fact, they came to the gig the other night in they New did. York, and we did photos, and I gave them the book, and I had to sort of warn Anton that there might be a few things in there that might, you know, um, make him feel awkward, but um, probably not necessarily awkward. I, I think they're cool. Like it I makes them look racy, and we were, you know, oh my God, if you think about, like, if you really talk about men and what they get away with and what they do you know everybody thinks that's cool but then when a woman does it it's sort of like hmm. yeah what's uh i, I it, that's all in the book and i and i agree and you actually talk about it towards the end of the book of 
these are the people you were with and these are the people you were enjoying their company and so on and so forth. And I uh, I relate to that very much. Uh, and so when you world. were asking about Kiss before, um, mm-hmm. I will say this much that it, it's not like it all happened in a capsule of like a few weeks. You're talking about years of getting to know one mm-hmm. and then getting to know another and different roles and things like that. Um, and yeah, so. And those were crazy times. I mean, you know, there's a lot more consequences now to, you know, jumping in bed with someone for a one-night stand, I think. Yeah, 100%. Well, 100%. Right? I yeah. think so. I mean, you have to be very careful. I, 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 when I, I started comedy on the road at the, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, where um, there were no concerns. And yeah. you, you just were out and having fun. Right. And, um, and I mean, then AIDS changed. didn't even exist at Mm-mm. that point, you know? Uh, in fact, I remember when when it came to be, I saw a doctor, and this is almost like Boris Hamilton's joke, and I went to see a doctor and was like, I'm moving in with my girlfriend, I think I should be tested for AIDS. And he was like, you don't have AIDS. Like, <laughs> when it was still thought that only gay people right. had it, and uh, gay men. Uh, uh, anyway, times have changed, and it's everything's sort of riskier. Uh, but going back to the band Spider, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, this, and this is the show. Can I just tell you one funny little side thing to yes, that? Yes, please, I'm begging. I have a friend, actually, his name's Michael DeBoris, and he co-wrote a song with me called Obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a funny guy, so he told me a few years ago that the best way to get laid was, like, this is what he would do. He would wear a, what is it, a laminate, like an ID card, mm-hmm. with the most recent, like, AIDS test that he had. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> wow. So, like, you know, when he would meet women and they would see that he was, like, fine, it's like, boom. <laughs> He's, yeah. he's also a rock star, yeah. which uh, a handsome man. Yeah, and a handsome, that helps. Is, is his picture still up on the wall here, man? I feel like it might be. Was he a guest here? He, he was. Uh, he was. He was meant to be. He was meant to be on and, our and, charity uh, event. On our charity event, then. Uh, is it the one over there? Maybe. Yeah, he's up there somewhere. Maybe it's the he's, one we took down. You know, I would say his best attribute at those. He is hilarious. Um, he, he's going to be. Oh wait, is that him? Which one? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, him. There he is. That's him. Yeah. yeah, 2013, the year you were inducted to the Rock Hall of Fame, he blew us off. <laughs> so there's uh, the good and the bad of 2013 of a charity event, and there's the bar. Mm. So, all right, you talked, you brought up obsession. Now, you know I'm bouncing all over the place. Uh, that's okay. I'm ADD, so I'm quite comfortable with that. Perfect. So some, uh, I believe he says it's about being addicted to cocaine, and then maybe you say, or somebody else might say, it's about uh, being addicted to love, person. to quote Robert yeah. Palmer, mm-hmm. uh, addicted to a person. Sure. Which version of that do you believe in? Or is it both? Um, well, I've never or heroin, been... heroin, not cocaine, heroin, right? I've never done heroin, and I've never been addicted to drugs. I've done a lot of drugs, but as I said in the book, you know, I mean, there are lots of... Um, you know, rock stars that have written about uh, nearly going off the, the the deep end into the rabbit hole and never coming back because they were so drug ridden. Um, my book is not about them. My book is, yes, I did drugs back then. Uh, a lot of coke. I haven't done that for 30 years, but um, or more. But um, I was never really addicted. Like, and, and same thing with pot, which I, now I'm still a pothead. I mean, I'm from the 80s, so I'm not much of a drinker. But it's not addicting. I mean, when I travel, I never travel with anything, you know, because it may be legal here, but, you know, once you mm-hmm. leave, right. So, um, but I'm not addicted to it, you know. I'm, um, I have other things I'm addicted to, probably food. What do you food has been to? really. What, do, what, what in particular? Pasta and bread. God damn it, yes. Right? Bread. But it's not for, like, people will say, like, oh, what's the psychological reason? It's like, 
It's good. How about <laughs> delicious? How Especially if you're delicious. smoking pot. And you have to eat every day, and why not have something delicious? Yeah. yeah. And I love to cook, and I love to cook for people. You know, it's like people come over to work with me, and then after, I make like the best lattes. And so, you know, there's nothing really deep behind it except that it's a pleasure that I can, yeah, I can get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm constantly having to go the other way and just so I go bounce back and forth between taking care of myself and then just indulging especially around the holidays yes mm-hmm. it's just so easy to do and it's so it's comfort I believe know? I have three pairs of pants that I can currently wear <laughs> mine are all like stretch yeah. even my jeans are stretchy it, uh, these have a little elastic to the waist thank yeah. heavens because uh, I ate uh, I'll quote myself I ate like an asshole yeah. over the last few days <laughs> oh good lord uh, right I mean to the point where like you, you already know you're full and you say I'm done. I can't eat another bite, and then you find yourself picking. Yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. Oh, you know what? It couldn't hurt to have another scoop of ice cream on this pie. Yeah, as the guy that can't eat ice cream because he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> oh, oh boy, somebody had a bad Christmas Eve. Now Christmas evening. Yeah, the night of Christmas uh, should not have had the ice cream. Shouldn't have had the ice cream. That's but an it was odd Christmas. For, I mean, it was hot that day, so maybe. Well, mate, was it peppermint? Odd. It was, it was vanilla, delicious oh, vanilla okay. ice cream on top of my, my wife made. And I, I said this out loud, this is the best apple pie I've ever had. Wow. It's delicious. My wife's not a, a baker or doesn't. Did uh, she smoke a joint or something? I, I, I keep the temple clean. I don't uh, okay. bring anything into it uh, except for these new, yeah. my new addiction are these things, the sparkling ice caffeinated water. Um, Boy, have times changed, yeah. right? I mean, when we talk man. about the things, we're really living it up. I mean, <laughs> this holy is it. cow. It's, uh, like, I, I, I shook Coke, Coke Zero as my addiction until two months ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and I mean addicted to it. Like uh, The little then, cans or the big cans? Oh, the, the 20 ounce bottles. See, I think the little cans are deceiving, deceptive because you think you're not really drinking that much. And then? And then you go through a whole six pack yeah. like in one day, where <laughs> you leave them open. Like the the whole point was so that you would drink the whole thing because the big cans were too big. But now, even with the little ones, I'd have a few sips, and then I'm done. Like so, then I go and open another cans, and there's all these little cans <laughs> yeah. all over the house. Yeah. <laughs> little uh, Coke Zero landmines all around the house. My, yeah, exactly. my wife yeah, drinks the the mini diet cokes. And yeah, yes, there's Coke Zero. There's the Diet Cokes are still pretty good. I, why are we promoting? Let's move on. <laughs> I, uh, because we're talking about addictions, and I'm addic- right. I, I was addicted to. Right, right. So, right. but, yeah, let's but go back so to anyway, it. back was to Was it about love or was it about it was, it was heroin? A, it was about me, Big ZD. It, for me, <laughs> you're right, exactly. That too. But um, no, for me, it was more like love. Okay. You know, because I was sort of love starved, um, always looking for places to find it. You know, because I didn't have it in the way that I needed it when I was young. So mm-hmm. sometimes I would make really stupid decisions just because I was love starved. And so for me, that's what the obsessions were. Great. You know? And how did you meet Michael? Just in the world of, of rock and roll? No, he was a label mate. He was on Dreamland Records, which was Mike Chapman's label. And we were both signed to it. And when I moved out to California and decided that I was going to be a full-time songwriter instead of a rock star, um, that was my first dream. I just I had been playing piano since I was four. I took classical piano. Right. I was very much a musician, and um, but my mother was grooming me to be a concert pianist, and I was kind of a prodigy. I was headed that way, like I was playing Rachmaninoff and Mozart sonatas at four, wow. and I still play. I love to play, um, and I have the same Steinway Grand that I've had since I was eleven. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. It's wow. sitting it, in my studio. It's made the and moves, written, all the various moves with you. Yeah, back and forth. And I've written like the best and a lot of my hits on that piano. Um, but And I taught myself how to play guitar, too. 
I'm trying, I'm getting lost. See, this is the sign of getting older. It's like you start a sentence and then if it's a run-on <laughs> sentence, you get to the end and you're like, okay, what was I talking about? I believe it was how you met Michael DeBar. Okay, thank you. So I moved to California, decided I was gonna be a full-time writer and Mike became my publisher and said, if you move to California, I'll, I'll put you together with artists. If I'm not writing with you, I'll write with you also. And if I'm doing a record and I need a song and the band can't come up with it themselves, the single, then I'll ask you for a song. So he did all of the above, and he introduced me to many people, and Michael DeBars was one of them. Just one of them, gotcha. We actually wrote several songs together that got cut, but that was the big one. Uh, and then, and speaking of Man of Motion, you wrote a, a, a song that I love, I Engineer, which is a great song. Um, wow, you you really know your, it's, did you actually know that song, or did you yes. just look it up? Yes, I, 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 wow. I remember that. I'm impressed. I, again, I, these guys know. I co-wrote that with Bernie Taupin. Uh, wow. uh, from Elton John fame. Nice. Who, uh, yeah. I just saw it at Dodger Stadium. Uh, did you go to that show, the Elton John at Dodger no. Stadium? No, I didn't. Oh, I know a lot of people that did. Good Lord, it was great. I was just, at that time, I think I, I had avoided COVID for three years, and then I did the gig at the Bourbon Room, and next day tested positive. Yeah, it, uh, and, and and I was about to go to New York, so I was like, oh my god! So, but I had a very mild case. I was very lucky. Good for you. Like three days of a very mild cold, and then that was it. We all got it. Uh, they put me on Paxlovid, so I had a rebound. And, and like you, oh, you did everybody I know that took Paxlovid yeah, had everybody. a rebound. Same. I actually got the Paxlovid in case I was going to get feverish and all that because mm -hmm. I thought I have to go to New York. But as it turned out, I didn't need to take it. So, um, yeah, but everybody I know got, got I don't know a single person that didn't have the rebound. Right. Did you have a fever when you originally did, had it? Yeah, it was not great. Uh, okay, so then it, you know, it's almost like it has a mind of its own and when you take the Paxlovid, it's like, quick, let's just, it's like sweep it under the carpet. Let's get right. rid of COVID. It looks good, but you know, and in about, <laughs> a, in yeah, about exactly. two weeks Perfect. or a month, you're going to get, you're going to get it back because we weren't done. Yeah. We weren't finished. So we just, so apparently the, the relapse isn't as bad, right? It was not as bad, but I, I have other issues going on and it oh. inflamed those which oh. was worse than the covid symptoms no shit yeah no. it was horrible that part was horrible. Wow. horrible it's okay to curse right yes, no, yes of course you can i'm from new york so. yes you're, you're a rock star that's how you people talk right you, you do your heroin and i know you didn't but i know plenty of people that did do heroin of course yeah, i mean yeah, that was uh, your era where i mean you, that's yeah hanging out at the, the various i couldn't think of the Recording studio that was in Van Nuys that was popular. Oh. What's Record that? one, Next, maybe. Is that the one? What's the one that uh, uh, Grohl bought the soundboard from? Was that uh, was here in the Valley, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, I know the what you're talking Royal about. Royal or something. The whole documentary was on him buying that stupid soundboard. Yeah, <laughs> we all had to was watch it him play Perry? with it. Was it Linda Perry? No, I don't know. All right, anyway. Garen's gonna look it up. He's gonna uh, find out for us. All right, Garen. What's the name of the uh, Sound City? Sound City. There we go. Okay. Yeah, Tom Petty recorded there, I believe. And okay. I've it's I've worked there many times. Yes, that's what I was. Yeah, and then there's a lot of heroin going around. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point I was getting at. Or oxycotton, right? Was that the one that was big as well? Well, oxycotton is sort of like the innocent version. It looks innocent because it's in a pill form, right? See, I know all this stuff, but I swear to God, I've you never done it. You just did a lot of blow, and you talk about it in the yeah. uh, in the book. Yeah, and I didn't even do it because I liked it. I did it because, um, you know, rock and roll, you have to be skinny. And um, it wasn't sexy to not be skinny, and I did, it just kept me from eating all the time. So I was, like, really teeny. Yeah. And um, 
and it also I was able I had what I called in the book vampire hours that was what I kept so I would start working at 11 o'clock at night and I would stay up all night and work and the, and the blow just that and cigarettes it was disgusting actually but it was the, but again, I, it was the 80s stuff, it was yeah. like uh, I did not do any of that but uh, right. I was certainly around all of it yeah and you're young I mean I guess what do kids do now when they're young and stupid like they go like on TikTok, we I think that's what they do and oh yeah exactly talk about a bad addiction <laughs> yeah it's, uh, and it's in some ways TikTok has ruined like the art of a song and an arrangement because it's like they don't even want to hear the verse now or in the church it's like get the chorus don't bore us okay chorus is done boom next video yeah mm-hmm. you know it's terrible it's it's also in my opinion ruined comedy it's ruined everything it's right. everything is just these little bite Look, we went from many commercials one to the other and it's not art anymore it's just it's commerce and then it's it's uh Welcome to the Never Not Funny, where it's just two old people uh, bitching about what's going on in the, in the present. How, and this is, you can certainly tell me this is none of my business, but I'm, I'm curious as when you're a songwriter, and so you, you've you written the song, or you co-write a song, or let's just say you wrote it. Yeah. And, and then Tina Turner makes it popular. We right. all assume Tina Turner's the one making a gazillion dollars from that song. Uh, is there is it a standard 50-50 split? Is it 75-25 uh, songwriter to artist or artist to songwriter? Or again, is it none of my fucking business? Uh, no, I think comic? it's a very good question. And I think people should know, know this. And in fact, I do from time to time master classes. And it's one of the things I talk about because, you know, knowledge is power, right? Mm. So let's say you have, let's look at, think of a pie. I think okay, of a pie. So half of a pie is publishing and half of the pie is writer's share. So the writer's share, let's say there's two writers, so you're going to get 50% of that half. So you're going to get 25% of the earnings, okay. right? Or if there's 24 writers, you can do the math mm. on that. But you need a calculator <laughs> for that, yeah. right? I would, that would be 2% of that half. If I'm right, if even. Roughly. So, um, so then you have the, the publishing share. Now you can get a publishing deal and sometimes you end up giving your copyrights away. So a copyright is the ownership of a song. So let's say it's analogous to owning a house. You own a house, you have the deed to the house very different than if you rent the house. So that's a big thing, especially now. I mean, everybody is like, everybody is, is cashing catalog, in and selling yeah. their catalogs for tons of money because it's such an uncertain future, you know, mm. with the streaming, which fucked everything up. Yeah. Um, so, or you can get your publishing back, you can buy it back, or there is, um, so in the beginning, I gave all my publishing away without knowing it. Oh, And I had a very prominent attorney who was too busy with his big client to sit me down and say, this is what you're signing. So I didn't know for probably 10, 15 years that I had given all my copyright. So I didn't even know what a copyright was. So like for better be, uh, better be good to me, which would be early. You wrote that early in your career. I gave the copyright away. That gave that away. So it shows up on Private Dancer mm -hmm. and she's that album's making a ton of money. I'm making money as a writer. Though. Okay. Mm -hmm. Except that's a good example, which I talk about in the book because I wrote that song with Mike Chapman mm -hmm. and I walked in like after I had cut that song with Spider. I, I, we actually recorded it first, Better right. Be Good to Me. And um, it was about six months or a year later that she heard it and she cut it and then it went on Private Dancer. I'd left the band at this point. Um, but those were the sort of things that happened that I thought, well, maybe I should be a songwriter. This, that's more fun. I can write for lots of different people and yeah. have a little here and a little here and a little here and be like a bee floating from flower to flower. And <laughs> that's what happened. Um, but all kinds of things come into play. For instance, I made hardly any money for a long time on that song because when I was in Spider, Bill Coyne, 
wanted us to do the same thing as what Kiss did, which was have a partnership where no matter who wrote what, everybody got the same amount. So I'm already giving away four-fifths of it to the band. Then I leave the band, and I walk into the office one day, and Nicky Chin, his partner's name, is on the song. Yeah. To this day, it says... Sometimes his name comes first. He wasn't even in the country when we wrote the song or recorded it. And I said to Mike, like, well, why is his name on? He said, oh, he said, he said, just agree to it because we have a partnership and I'm about to dissolve it and it'll never happen again. Just, just agree to it. And so I went, okay, because, right? Um, so, but instead of splitting it 50-50 and then him giving 50-50, splitting it with his partner, he they split it three ways, so now I'm getting one third, and and only my one third from the four fifths that I gave away. It's like it really added up to nothing. But here's the good news, and I've told a lot of artists, including Steven Tyler, about this. After 35 years, there's a law that it, refer it reverts back to you if you ask for it. If you don't ask mm -hmm. for it, and you have to do it in a certain manner, you have to get an attorney that knows the right legalese and language, and it has to be within that time frame. And if you've missed that time frame, you're shit out of luck. But I knew all about this, so okay. I was waiting. So I now have gotten back Love is a Battlefield, The Warrior, Obsession. Better be good to me. Awesome. I mean, he's still getting a third, but I got to write about it in my book, yeah, which yeah. gives me <laughs> great satisfaction. And I, said, and I said to Chapman, I said, uh, can I write about this? Or are you going to be? He said, no, you have my blessing. In fact, I want you to. Let's just tell the truth. Because it happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's so many people out there that write, and then they want to give a song to like a really famous artist, and the artist comes back and says, well, if you give me half the publishing, or sometimes they'll say, I, I'm going to change this a little bit, and then all of a sudden they're a writer on it. you know. Mm -hmm. And the, the writer thinks, well, you know, this much is better than nothing of a song that's not out there, and this is a big artist. So you have to sort of confront those demons. You know, yeah. But after the thing happened with Nikki Chin, I vowed it. I don't care what the what whatever the situation. I was never going to agree to it again because no. that's my craft. You know. Yes. I think the final draw was I wrote for a band called Divinals, which was like one of my favorite bands. I wrote a song called Pleasure and Pain, mm -hmm. and um, my name wasn't even on like at this point they were doing uh, CDs, but there was still room to write. Like there was a law when you had vinyl that you had to have. Um, you know, writer's credits sorry, on, on, the, it. on the label. And then yeah. on the DVDs, or sorry, not the DVDs, the CDs, um, this is really dating me, right? The CDs uh, had room to put the writers on, but they didn't. And then I looked on the, the, the jacket and everything, nothing. And I thought, oh, that's not fair. I worked really hard on that yeah, song. Yeah. You know? uh, um, she, uh, you know, all these people that I gripe about. Uh, for for the most part, we're still all buddies. You know, it's like it's like when you fight with friends, you kind of move on. That's what I found fascinating about your book is you 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 had these gripes, and then it's like, and uh, we've been friends for thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> and, but like uh, with Rod Stewart, uh, who uh, it, it, I want to circle back to that for a second. Uh, but I, about the divinals, um, the story that you tell, and I'll tell them, and certainly people should read the book, that uh, you sat down to write with her, and then uh, <laughs> she, she just walked out, and then you didn't see her for 30 years, and you finished the song. Uh, I saw the divinals open up for the cult, and um, she uh, spent most of her set, uh, the, the band played, while she uh, grabbed purses off the people from the front row and looked through the purses. <laughs> that was that was that the sounds... divinals show that I saw. 
Uh, as she occasionally would like then go her. pleasure pain and then go back into looking wow. at people's purses. It was uh, horrible. Um, yeah. So I, wow. Yeah. Well, she. I, that was the same with me. She walked in. Her actually, her handbag was a violin case, which I thought was kind of chic That's fun. and cool. And then she just said, excuse me, I'm going to go for a walk and left and never came, never came back. <laughs> and, I, and, and I was like, she's not coming back. Mm-hmm. I just knew it. But I wrote the song anyway. And you wrote a great song. And then what was really funny was in, in Rolling Stone magazine, in the random notes, which I used to love reading that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I rushed to read it. And there was a picture of her um, looking very provocative and like lying all over her guitarist and everything. And garter belts and all that and she said well I was supposed to write with Holly but we fell out and I looked at that I was like we didn't even have a chance to <laughs> oh, fall out right. you left you, you bailed me holding holding the bag yeah 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 but I do I love I love what she did with the song and sadly you know she she passed away yeah. from cancer a few years ago and we did we did become friends after that uh, there's only one from what I can tell from your book and this gets into and I'm gonna I, I have it here this has traveled with me since the day I got it. Oh, my God. Your uh, device album, uh, the uh, 22B3. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not kidding. I, you can see the promo. It came into the record store when I was working there. I put it on, and it has traveled with me every apartment, house that I've lived in. This has wow. come with me. Because it's one flattered. of my favorite albums of all time. And I mean that sincerely. So in the book, though, you have all these, I'll use your word, gripes with people. And then we're friends for 30 years. We're great friends. We're still this, this. This guy, Paul, who's the lead singer of Did Device. Did I have a lot of gripes where they're lied or you, enough? Enough. Enough. <laughs> well, I told you, I became a fighter. I don't um, like being treated. And that's, and that's what comes across. It's, yeah. it's that. Yeah, because it, I, I hope I don't come across as a victim. No, it, in no way, shape, or form. Right. I, I, again, that's why I chose your word, gripes, because uh, yeah. I don't think gripes is all that uh, heavy. Uh, but with the exception of the lead singer device, this guy, Paul Engelman, is that his, how I, you yeah. say his name? Uh-huh. He's the one guy that you don't say, and then we became friends. He's the one guy <laughs> where you say, we're re-recording this with a new guy 40 years later. <laughs> what the fuck did this guy do that you d- d- despise him so much? And, and I'm one of those, and you say in the book that there are fans of it that don't think the vocal sucks. I'm one of right. those guys. I don't think I the vocal sucks. I, I like it. I uh, I like the whole album. I actually think the um, I don't think the vocals sucked at all, and I never actually said that. I actually think he did a great a good well, somebody job. Somebody told you he sounded like a robot, and then you. No, it wasn't even that. It was that I was looking for a real starlet would kind of come in. You know, of course, what comes with that is they're usually assholes because they act like stars. And he had to basically just be coached. This is how you should dress. This is what you should. That the like, he was always smiling. So even if he was singing a really dark song, he was smiling like Howdy Doody, and just made me want to like just smack him, you know. And so then I would say to him like, Look, can you be a little bit more serious? And then he would take it to the extreme. So if you look at the video of um, who says he, people were commenting like, Why does he look so evil? Right, right. So he didn't get it. You know what I mean? And I felt like. I felt like I had a put together band and what I really wanted was a real band. And I talk about Freddie DeMann just, you know, just putting his finger right on it when he heard and saying, yeah, it's, is this a real band? You know, like it sounds put together and Mm. sort of that just affected my sort of uh, desire to want to always keep things real. And um, plus, you know, but he had a very different background. I mean, I'm a, like a New York Jew. I'm from New York, and he's from Salt Lake City, and he had a showbiz father that, you know, Salt Lake City, they're all Mormons. And um, so their lifestyle is very different. And 
it was just like the either it was going to really work or it wasn't going to work. And every vocal he did is great because he emulated Mike Chapman. Like all the demos, Mike Chapman sung on them, and he sounds exactly like Mike Chapman, okay. only with a better voice. Um, now, Mike Chapman wasn't a great singer, but he always got the vibe. The and though It's just that easy. If you heard the demo... It sounds exactly like Mike Chapman. So he was mollable, but he was also like, I didn't want a puppet. I wanted right. someone that was like a have- real star. Like, for instance, you, you, do you know the new band Maniskin? Do you know It's them? a female a, a singer, right? If I'm no, thinking it's the a right. female bass player. Bass player. I know there's but a lady we, in the band. we don't say that. We say it's just an amazing bass gotcha. player. Gotcha. Right? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm trying to picture the band in my head. They're an Italian band. Yes. And they're going to be huge. They're already huge. Um I'd love to work with them. They but got a, the rock, lead singer, a rock vibe to them. Yeah, they're bringing totally rock yes. back, and it's raw, and there's no keyboards, and it's like they're really good. And this guy is—I mean, they're all stars in the band, you know. Yes. And this guy has that it factor, and I haven't seen that. And I was looking for that. I knew that. I'd worked with the best, so I know the difference between someone who's trying to play act at being a rock star and someone who really is. And I don't mean so much the attitude, although that's part of it. You know, it's 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 it's. It's hard to sort of put your fingers on what makes a rock star, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. When we do, well, Paul's selling chocolate now or something. Yes, he's a chocolate a chocolatier. Oh. Yeah. Yes. He also then went on to be in Animotion. Uh, How that, ironic is that? Right? Uh, in Room to Move, is that the one that he was on? Room to Move. I, don't, I never With heard Cynthia, that record. Cynthia Rhodes, Richard Marx's first wife. Really? I, no, I, don't, I, don't, I just know I read somewhere that he ended up... Um, being in that band, which is interesting, that probably was a better suited band for him. But I don't think he, I don't think they had any hits after. I thought Room to Move was th- with him, but maybe not. Maybe I'm getting my timeline wrong. Yeah, hard. That's to very say. possible. I'm on a medication that where my uh, my memory is not the best at the moment. <laughs> right. You uh, know, I, I will say I feel bad that I had to sort of tell the truth about you know um, Paul and my feelings towards him because a lot of people liked him, and you know he was a nice enough guy. Honestly, it's sort of was my own, I guess, uh, desire to really want to have someone that I could really sort of go in on go, wow, I could write for this person, yeah. you know, and, and be amused. And it was sort of back ass words in a way. Um, but I, you know, I don't have ill feelings towards them or anything. But um, the singer I have in mind now is is a lot more the kind of singer that I think, and Gene's going to play on it too. We're going to actually do a remake of uh, Hanging on a Heart Attack. I will say that I thought musically that the band was super sophisticated, just musically in the songs. I'm just, I'm actually really proud of that record. I love it. I, I, I play it. My my son, to make me laugh, will sometimes open up his bedroom door and just go, it's just that easy. Oh, stop it. Really? Yes, he did it as oh I was leaving God. today. He goes, have a great show, Dad. It's just that easy. Well, you know, we have almost a million fans now on YouTube. It's it's, like, uh, it's it, if we had had YouTube back then, we probably... You know, maybe we would have taken off so fast and so quickly and so big that I wouldn't have had time to sort of... Get mad at Paul? Get mad at Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Paul and his chocolates. (laughs) This poor guy. Um, All right, listen, we got to take a break. Uh, but we got to do my son's trivia. We got to do Oliver's trivia, and then when we come back, uh, because we're running out of time uh, for you, I don't want to hold you hostage. I'm just going to run down some names, 
and you tell me a quick little thing about working with them, and then we'll get we'll let you go. Okay. Is that you okay know, with you? I, that's fine. I would stay longer because I'm enjoying this, but I have a husky at home. And oh, if shit, you know anything about huskies? I don't. I'm allergic to dogs, <laughs> so I don't know anything about that. I, I know husky she, pants she will tear apart that would be house if she's alone too long. All right. Are you okay, though, for a couple more yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. We'll this be, uh, let's take a break. Oh, fuck. We got to do the, uh, here we go. Hang on. Alvis question is only there's music play. playing right now. You know, um, I don't know if you knew this, but. Holly, there's music playing right now. Oh. <laughs> Are we on? Yeah. Oh. That's not okay. This is like the cane came and pulled me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, That was the music to introduce Oliver's trivia question. So oh. here is the subject. You ready? Okay. Uh, here we go. Here's your subject. I got to go. I got to put the glasses on. So you ask a question and then I. I give you Final Jeopardy style. I'm going to give you the subject. Okay. And then you'll pick a number that is yeah, not crossed out from the back. There's only a few on, left. So. How you feel confident. Uh, if you don't feel confident about the subject matter, you go with a low number. If you feel confident, you go with a high number. Okay. All right. Here's your subject. A, a, an Oliver Pardo favorite. Oh, okay. boy. Brands. Oh. Brands. See, I was hoping he knew Holly was coming in and maybe would would write a music. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that, too. <laughs> but then I ask a question like, what is the... Uh, well, you don't ask logo? any question. Oh. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you the question. I, don't know, I have to see if I know the answer. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And if oh, you and don't, who gives a shit? Nobody. Uh, nobody cares. Okay. Uh, but I feel like I'm going to go with that number today. Um, he, uh, yes, my 15 year old son writes these, and I got to imagine right now he's uh, annoying the hell out of my wife by going, <laughs> It's not that easy. It's just that easy. <laughs> Do you know Paul's sister was married to you for years to, um, oh God, I'm having one of those senior moments. Uh, the, the, the interviewer that, that wore the suspenders. The oh, Larry, King. Larry King. Larry King. Larry King, sorry. Larry King's oh, sister, be... no, Paul's sister was married to Larry King. Yeah. Sean, one of the 49 Sean, wives he had. Right. That's the last funny. one. The one that's suing oh. him now. Oh. Even though he's dead. But yeah. Uh, they look exactly alike, too. <laughs> <laughs> Genetically, they, they look like twins. The, the brother-sister? Yeah. He was a handsome fella. Yes. Very and she's handsome. a good-looking woman. They look exactly Larry like. King doesn't marry ugly. He's <laughs> <laughs> too bad about, about him. But uh, <laughs> We ran into him at a Starbucks once, and he was not pleasant. Oh. Larry it King. Seemed like the most pleasant kind of name. Yeah. Yeah. He was not Pleasant. All right, here we go. Yeah. Here's your question. In 2013, that's a big year for you. You uh, so maybe your mind was distracted from the Songwriters Hall of Fame, so you may not remember. What company bought all website URLs that could be? What the shit? In 2013, what company bought all website URLs that could be as ah? Does anybody understand that question? No. Wait, you, you read it. Okay. As ah. Yeah, I, I was I was with you up until those last two words. I don't understand the question. There, there's a maybe a, a missing word. What here. word do you think is missing? I think it's supposed to say what company bought all website URLs that could be pronounced as ah, maybe what? something like that. That the ah meaning a a a. This like. woman has a husky at home, but <laughs> there's only one way to solve yeah, you're this. Gonna have to yeah. call. Uh, you got uh, to call. Holly, Holly, stand by. <laughs> Let's also see if I can convince him to sing the song. <laughs> um, Hello? Hey, Oliver, it's Jimmy Pardo. We're live at Never Not Funny. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, it's your dad. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. Um, uh, Holly Knight is here, and we just got to your trivia. We use uh, brands, and then I read the question, and, and there seems to be, at minimum, one missing word. <laughs> there seems like there's nine missing words. It seems like a mess. What, uh, what's the question? Well, okay, here, let me read it to you. Uh, I don't really know what the problem is here, but 
I think when you read it, you'll well, find out. <laughs> I, think, I think when you reread it, you'll see uh, that it's there's only one way to describe it. A zoo. It's horrible. And it will, oh, you yeah. will have a talking to when you get home. When I get home. Oh, boy. Jeez Louise. Hey, Oliver, uh, do me a favor. Sing yes. sing what you sing when you open up your bedroom door to me what you did this morning. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know this is probably a great joke, but I, I genuinely don't remember. You open up the thing. It's a, God damn it. Now you're making me look like a fool. Yeah, really. Uh, That's what I kids do. And they get great pleasure. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the song by Device, Hanging on Heart Attack. What, 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 what do you, uh, what, what's the one line you oh, always say? It's just that easy. Thank you. <laughs> um, hey, uh, you want to be the new singer? Yeah. I'll, uh, she's <laughs> she's re-recording She's re-recording it. They're looking for a new, she has somebody in mind, but uh, there's word out it could be one of the Pardo boys. Oh boy! This kid's got it. You're you're looking for the, the you know rock what? Star. The kid's got it. He he's can't got sing, it. but he's got comedy chops. <laughs> so if that's what you're looking for, all right, Oliver. Anyway, uh, because right now we okay, don't find I, this saw this question to be all that easy. Uh, uh, yeah, I see that there is a key word missing there. Yeah, maybe the one that makes the sentence make sense. There you go. Uh, yeah, you are completely right. I I don't know what happened. All right, what is anyway, it? Anyway, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. In 2013, what company bought all website URLs that could be read as So red was the word that red. was missing. So that could be read as ah. ah. All right. Uh, I have I have two ideas in my head and but we're going to let you go. Uh, you've disappointed me today, son, on so many levels. This, I know. This I questions for, I a zoo. What I sang this morning. You say you opened up the, the door. Red. You made your father happy and proud, and I bragged about it to Holly, and then you made me look the fool. I'm sorry. I'm, a lot goes on. I don't remember everything. Um, well, then you can't be a singer because oh, you have to remember lyrics. Oh, yeah. yeah so you're out. You're, yeah, that's true. You just, you just lost me a fight. You're a gig. Son, you're ruining everything today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my singing ability would made me lose the gig. Uh, not my memory, but I, it, yeah. here we are. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for uh, clarifying this question. Uh, have a great uh, rest of your day. You got it. You too. Have a great show. Okay. Thanks. It's just that easy. <laughs> all right. There's my son. Well, now uh, I understand the question, but I still don't have an answer. I have two. Wouldn't it be funny if that was a ringtone? And you could just hear the phone going, it's just that easy. Uh, it's just that easy. I'm going to tell you something. If I ever used my ringtone, I would make that my ringtone. Because, That's a good uh, one, yeah. Uh, I have that. the best one. What do you have? Well, I have this new song that I produced with this brand new band called La Crush. And it's all like amazing musicians that are all women. Yes. And the song is called AMF Yo-Yo, which is an acronym. AMF Yo-Yo. And so I have it. <laughs> it's It stands for um, Adios, Motherfucker, You're on Your Own. Love it. Oh. And there is a part, there's a loop that goes, fucker, motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. It's a hit song, too. Yes. Okay. I have a clean version, but nobody, nobody's interested in that. But so my and phone rings, true. and it just goes, fucker, motherfucker, mother. <laughs> awesome. I probably had it on my phone somewhere. Love it. Here. But, um, uh, oh, jeez. I don't even, still don't understand the question. I believe anything, a, a website that could be At? read is. Like a, a company, yeah, a company bought up all or, or made sure that I've no got, one else could use this. Cause yeah. Somehow. Who? I don't know. I've got two choices, and I'm writing them both down Go now. Go with your gut. Yeah, but they're both my gut, so I'm, I am i don't know what to you do. you got a twisted gut. We've got to take a break. This woman has a husky at home. <laughs> what is the husky's name? And she's a puppy, so. Oh, oh no. Puppy husky? Yes. Husky puppies. And she's name? actually called uh, Pomsky, which is supposed to be a combination of a Pomeranian and a husky. Okay. Uh, that actually does not recognized sound as a breed, <laughs> except that she is a, she, I didn't do due diligence, so she, um, her mother was 100% husky and her dad was, um, 
second generation Pomsky, not Pomeranian. So she's mostly Husky. Okay. She's and what's her name? For Electra. Re- Electra. Oh, nice. After Electra Records. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's take a break. Yeah. Everybody will uh, will get their answer. Yep. We'll write their answer. Then we'll come down. We'll quickly get everybody's answer, and then we'll run down these names very quickly. Then we'll let you go. Okay. Is that all okay with you? Yes. Okay. We'll be back right after this. Hey gang, Matt here with some dates for you. And Holly Knight is on Instagram at Holly Knight Vision, and that's K N I G H T. Check out her new memoir, I Am the Warrior. It's all about her writing songs for some of the biggest acts in music. Uh, we've been talking about it here. It sounds great. You can listen to the audiobook or read it. The audiobook has demos, so you can hear uh, demo versions of some of her big hits. So that sounds awesome. Check that out wherever you get books or audiobooks. And then Jimmy Pardo can be checked out uh, in Paris, Texas. He's doing the Tower Comedy Festival on the 27th of January. He's hosting Pop Culture. It's back on the 2nd of February. More details on that to follow. And then he's doing stand-up at Go Bananas in Cincinnati on the 17th and 18th of February. And then he's going to be at the Olympic Theater in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That is on the 11th of March. Go to jimmypardo.com, click the tour link, and enjoy. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something, and then Matt responds. And it's very, very, never not funny. Very brand. organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Look, we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And... uh Look, I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, if that was your your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't, it's not mine either. So my passion's the opera. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates that's exactly right by the way we have tickets for the opera coming up i'm gonna hire somebody to go in my place <laughs> uh that is my passion my passion for the opera is to avoid it yeah uh ziprecruiter.com slash pardo ziprecruiter.com slash pardo z-i-p-r-e-c-r-u-i-t-e-r.com slash pardo ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire guys shopify is something that's very very dear and important to me and you know that you know that and matt you're laughing because you know that i don't stop talking about shopify off the air it's really it's it's weird it's like your new obsession like you used to talk about you know journey and kiss all the time now it's just shopify this shopify that i know and all i can do is apologize but i'll tell you why it's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh offering outdoor outfits the SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, that's, not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's uh, When you go on and on about Shopify, you, sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, uh, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. Like, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, 
handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers. And uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now. And I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there. He can log in. He can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done. It's awesome. Um, I've been kept out of the loop on that uh, because um, you're kind. <laughs> yeah. As much as you rave about it, you don't want to know. About I don't want to know. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. I just no. want to see the, uh, the the results. Right. That's what I want. And, and also, I don't know if illegally I can get away with this, but it's so easy to Shopify. Well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 3119. Uh, we're here with Holly Knight, uh, the uh, award-winning uh, songwriter, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Holly Knight uh, with her new book, I Am the Warrior, uh, My Crazy Life, Writing the Hits and Rocking the MTV 80s, which I loved. And uh, anybody that I think most people that listen to this program would love this book as well. So uh, go get it. Or listen to it. Listen get to the, the sound. I'm, I'm going to give me. you. I want that the, the demos. Gotta hear the demos. Yeah. Those demos. I, I agree. Love, I love hearing a demo. Hear Mike Chapman and his uh, what I'm just described as I'm told an average voice. <laughs> Good to hear him. Um, he, he was uh, an average voice, but he had the attitude, and right. attitude is everything in rock and roll. And mm, people would yeah. emulate him and like the fact that he was average. It's, you don't want to give someone a too polished vocal; they don't like that. I uh, he produced two of my favorite albums of all time: "Get the Knack" and "But the Little Girls Understand." So yeah, uh, I like Mike Chapman, and I always will. Okay. <laughs> I like him, too. Um, all right, let's quickly go around the horn. Let's check in with Garen Cockrell. He's over there at the Pop Culture Beats Info Desk, sponsored by Lemon Ice Designs. Head over there, buy two T-shirts, get a free Jimmy Pardo and Everyone Funny shirt. I think you still got that deal going on. Sure. Right? So head over there and take advantage of that. Garen, what is your guess? I Well, let me reread the question, or at least try. Uh, what, what company bought up the URLs that it, it, it could sound like, ah? Pepsi. Pepsi. Pepsi, Pepsi for uh, for Garen Cockrell. All right, we check in with the bomb cyclone. He's back there. That's Elliot Hochberg. Hello, Elliot. What's your guess? Very similar thought. Yeah, Coca Cola. Yeah, that was my first. I crossed it out. Uh, <laughs> you said that as if he's the dumbest man alive. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that. Crossed it out. Stupid. Crossed it out because only dumb people would say that. What'd you write? I agree. Uh, only an idiot would say. Coca-Cola, yeah, you said Coke. So I said Coca Cola. <laughs> Holly, what'd you go with? I didn't understand the question. No, the question stunk, and my son will get a beating. I, I was thinking, ah, I was thinking like, aha, but that that doesn't mean anything. So I, I didn't realize it was for an ad for something like that, or I would have gone in a different direction. Okay, you could change in fact, it now you if know you what? want. Yes, go ahead. Paul Engelman's wife was yes. a, was a sort of, was trying to make it as an actress, and she did a commercial. I don't remember what the toothpaste was, but it, it, there was something where she would go, ah, mm, and then she would lick her lips and go, <laughs> it's a great feeling. Oh. Do you remember that? <laughs> kind of. I do. Like, was I want to mm, say close up. Ah. Was it either close up or Colgate? You say Colgate. Yeah. I think it's close up. Close Get up. a little closer. Come on, don't be shy. That was his shy. wife. Talk about you, a weird six degrees of separation. Do you not hear me singing? And I'm, auditioning. I'm auditioning for this device <laughs> tune. <laughs> How do you not hear me? So wait, what was your answer? I didn't have one. Oh, okay. Oh, well, just say, Holly. Just say, uh, okay. Just say it's Colgate. Close, Colgate. Okay. Or, or whichever one. Yeah, whichever one you want. Uh, I went. Here's the thing. I went with Coke, but I'm Colgate. not. But, but I. Oh, wait, wait, what was the, the the bath thing? Take me away. Got Calgon. Uh, Calgon. Calgon. Ah. Yeah, Calgon. Take There's me your away. answer, Calgon. I'm gonna go with Elka Seltzer. 
That was one of the ones on my list. Even though Coke is, you see it there, right? Yeah. You see it? Yeah, I do see it there, yeah. My, right. my third one was Flonase, or like something like that. In 2003, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for uh, sinuses. Sinuses, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Holly, with the amount of cocaine you talk about in here, it's amazing to bring up coke. With the amount of blow that you talk about, you know, they put, you used to put in original, the original, yeah, yeah. I used to put cocaine. Right. It's still Coca-Cola is the only company in the United States that can actually legally have cocaine brought into the United States because Coca-Cola is flavored with. Really? The cocaine leaf to or something. To this day? It to doesn't have cocaine in it. It doesn't have the yeah. active ingredient. But they still, yeah, There's use some part of the plant. Does that explain yeah. why I was addicted to Coke Zero for 30, well, I mean, however long it was around? Probably the sugar or whatever the sugar substitute <laughs> no, well, was. That's, yeah, that's aspartame. It's boy, really bad it. for you. Boy, do I miss or it. Splenda. Yeah. That's another um, All right, let's get the answer and end this nightmare. <laughs> I hope the answer's not missing any words. By the way, when I, when I said I, he's going to get a beating, I'm, I'm, very, I, I'm very unhappy with that joke. I don't like saying it. Okay. I would, uh, he's going to get a talking to, maybe a grounding. Yeah. Or maybe a back of my goddamn hand. I think you did <laughs> once say that he was going to, you're going to send him in the back, backyard to, to, to pick out a switch. Pick a switch. <laughs> by, by the way, my son, it, it, we talked about this before, my, 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 my theory was my son would get taller than me by the end of this year, yeah. and he's already done it. He did it. Yeah. And so nice. uh, he's already taller than Couple me, which means early. when How I say I'm going to beat him, he's t- well, you didn't see me. I haven't stood up. I'm only five <laughs> foot four, and by that I mean they tell me I'm five three and a half. <laughs> okay. So he's five four, uh, oh. which means he can beat me up now. Um, although I think I got the muscle on him. Okay. I certainly have the, uh, the girth. <laughs> three pants. Are we Three. talking about your waist? Yes, I've got. Uh, I'm furious. About <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the waist, not the other thing. <laughs> oh, oh yes, it's certainly not the. That's two inches solid. <laughs> Holly. Uh, all right, here we go. We do have a winner. Okay, we do have a, a winner. A winner. We have. We may have more than one winner. Oh, okay, and we may have a disappointed uh, third person. <laughs> I'm really pissed off that I changed it. Uh, the answer is Coca-Cola. Yes. Uh, they bought all the URLs so that it could be read as ah, like the sound to make after drinking a Coke. Or as a Coke rele- released in a statement, the ah is the sound a smile would make if it made sounds. They bought all the URLs wow. that could be read as a, a, with 62 H's. Okay. Uh, Garen, what'd you bet? 16. 16. Uh, Holly, what'd you bet? Two. Yeah, I bet 23 because I'm... Mm. I, I changed my fucking answer. But wait, 23 was crossed off. Well, yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We're all we're all working. We with all have our own numbers every yeah, yeah. week. Oh, you mean Cross you're going to use off. these again? Because yeah. I the just next scribbled. guest is going to use. Oh, that's no, okay. Oh my god, that's just right. scribbled all over. That's right. Somebody be... will come in here talk about Paul Angam and how they're great friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> I just had the best piece of chocolate by a guy named Paul Angam. <laughs> how do you go from being a lead singer to band to selling chocolate? I don't know. What? 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 How about any of those '80s stars that were huge on MTV that you don't hear from anymore? What did they go on to do? Maybe yeah. are they all chocolatiers? <laughs> they're all making. Chocolate. Do they all go on like what? Because that fascinates me. Like they were once at the the yeah. selling out arenas, yeah. and then they've left music to do what? And it, I don't know. It fascinates me. That actually would be a good show. Well, a lot of people like chocolate, right? Yeah, and I think it's one of the more healthy sort of designer chocolates. Yeah, I don't, that's good. I don't know. I've never seen or tasted one. So uh, you've never had an Engman? <laughs> oh, the Engmans are top. no, in, oh, not in any way, shape, or form. I had it. very nice. <laughs> Uh, I had one and I was furious at it. <laughs> but it was you very know, nice. I, I didn't know this until I was writing the book, but his father managed uh, Marie and Donnie Osmond. The Osmond. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they were a showbiz. Well, that makes sense. You said you, they were in the business. Yeah. Like, yeah. How could you be in the business in Salt Lake City? But there you go. Yeah, the Osmonds. So that, that was it. They, they were the business. Yeah. Uh, I bet 23. All right. So our two winners. Yeah. yeah. Elliot, you go first. 
I think Matt should go first. No, you go first because that's the order oh. we go in. Okay, then. 25. Oh, Matt should have gone first. <laughs> really, dude? Yeah. You, I saved it up. Somebody go back in the records. He's had the luckiest bets. Every yeah. single time he gets it right, it's an incredibly high number. I, I did 15. Yeah, but okay. here's the, the real question. Yes, Ali. <clears throat> What can you buy with five bucks oh. these days? Well, you, uh, you get an Engelman. You get an Engelman. <laughs> one little Just piece, one of piece of delicious, delicious. Engelman. You go over there, you get yourself a big gulp if you want. Go get a delicious <laughs> yeah. Coke Zero. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you're going to get $5 at some point uh, from the Jeremy Herbal Trivia. Team. No, Elliot's going to Oh, Elliot. Well, you'll, you'll, no, I said at some point. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to. Okay, thank you. All right, Holly, here we go. We're going to go rapid fire. I'm going to throw out some names, uh, the people that uh, you uh, wrote songs for, and uh, you tell me your uh, your thoughts. On the Engerman scale. <laughs> um, Any thoughts at all? I guess so, it yeah. Could be one word? Or sure, go one word. Uh, Patty Smythe. The Warrior. Okay. Uh, Rod Stewart. You mentioned him earlier that uh, uh, you were going to say something, and I told you we'd circle back, and I forget. Okay, do you think I'm sexy? He actually asked me that. He turned to you in an automobile. Yes, in a limo, and actually said, do you think I'm sexy? While he was looking in the mirror, and I was drinking a Diet Coke, probably. Oh, I just I sprayed the, the, the <laughs> all over <laughs> the car. I couldn't believe he asked me. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. And what was your answer? You're not my type. Yeah, good call. Well, he likes leggy blondes. I said in the book, we walked into some place, and he had two blondes on either arm, and then there was me, and they, they, they were like Marilyn Monroe's, and I was Morticia. Mm-hmm. And we're just, you know. Just different. Yeah. Uh, but you wrote uh, Love Touch for him. Yes. Uh, which was in what movie, Matt? Legal Eagles. Legal Eagles. Deborah Winger, Robert Redford, and who's the third? Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah, right. thank you. Love uh, Touch. Uh, you know what song I love of yours? Uh, Charlie Sexton and Cheap Trick both did it. Space. Good for you. I'm. I am. You are. I am so convinced you are an authentic star. That makes me so happy because that's not one of my bigger songs. I felt that that song needed to be cut by a woman. It was much more impactful for a woman to say, I need some space, come back some other time and place. And you need your love. I need my mental stimulation. For a woman to sing it. Yeah. So much better. So I got I recorded it with Lena Hall. It's oh, killer. Great. I haven't released it yet. But. Uh, Charlie Sexton, for you guys that don't know, he had that big hit with the beat so lonely at the top. Beat so lonely. He was also in that movie, the one that took like 10 years to make. Which one? Uh, with, uh, uh, oh, it was boyhood? about boyhood. boyhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was in that. Oh. And he was also in the movie Thelma and Louise, which, again, Six Degrees of Separation. I had two songs yes, in it. Yes, you did. And he was actually in the movie. Wow. He's super cool. Uh, cool. He's from Austin, Texas, if I want to say, right? Is he from Austin? Yes. Beats so lonely. All right, we already did the divinals. Uh, you know what song of yours I love? Love it, and you don't talk about it in the book at all, is uh, Just Between You, you and, and Me, me. by Luke okay. Graham. You know what? I should have done this. I was actually having this conversation. Uh, because he was so nice, because he was so good, and because we wrote the song and basically one day, there, there was no There's story. No story. Hmm. So my friend said, you should have done a chapter and called it Lou Graham and just said, there's no story. It was just totally pleasant and one of my favorite songs. Ch- end of chapter. Great. Uh, it is. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank it's you. It's a great song. I love that song. I just, there, it was just, I, you know, I started to write and I said, well, there's really, I'm digging, like trying to make up like something and I'm like, no, you can't do that in a memoir. There was no story there really. Um, except that he was a pleasure. And he's uh, he's had some uh, health issues, and we yes, hope he, he does has. okay. Yes, he He had a brain tumor. Yeah. Poor guy. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, and then Foreigner went on the tour with Kid Rock, so guess who can't go see Foreigner concert anymore? <laughs> Me and my son. 
Do I still have tickets for their final show in Los Angeles? They did yes, perform do. at the Songwriting Hall of Fame in 2013 because they got inducted the same, the same year, year as me. Nice. Yeah. So there was did them Lou perform? Or was it no, uh, he Kelly Hansen? He, no, he performed. Oh, good. Awesome. You know, I have yeah. a hard time with these people when they replace the band, like I, with the, the singer, with someone else. Like I had a friend that said, oh, I'm going to see Queen. And I'm like, Freddie Mercury's dead, so Queen. Yeah, but they, dead. but they should, but they, they they shouldn't stop, right? That's my always my argument is I'd rather go see Queen with somebody else than not see Queen at all. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. If it's a band, I mean, obviously you don't go see Pat Benatar and there's somebody replacing her. That would be weird. <laughs> would, no, it would be Neil, the Neil Giraldo band. The Neil Giraldo band with some, other, with some new female lead singer. Uh, you know, here's another song of yours I love. Uh, in fact, it's my favorite song on the album uh, from Bad Out of Hell Three, Alive. Love it. Really? Love it. Wow. It's like a, it's like so a, it's like a runaway train on a broken track. It's a ticker on a bomb you can't turn back. Love it. Wow, you know the lyrics and everything. Yeah, you didn't know you were going to come in here and have your ass kissed like this, did you? You just thought you were coming in some dumbass mm-hmm. comedian. Uh, <laughs> it feels like she, you got some credit you, for liking got, that other one, and then it seems like I you lost nothing, the credit. I got for nothing liking for the meatloaf, and I knew the fucking lyrics. You, I got nothing. You were already in you the hole for liking girls. You have competition too, by the way. You oh, are you are on par with one other person that seems to know everything about me and what I've written. Yes, hasn't read the book, RuPaul. Oh. oh, that's fun. And he, he was so nice. He he actually posted about my book and yes. he put an ad in. And he knows like the most obscure stuff. I mean, he's a real music fan. I did not know that. Oh, he's he's amazing. Garrett, reach out to RuPaul, RuPaul's people. Let's get him on the show immediately. I, I would definitely do that. <laughs> All right. He's great. I would love to have RuPaul here. Yeah. He's super smart. And... Um, and then I love the song Wrap Your Arms Around Me by Agnetha. I that love was it. the song he knew. Oh, really? Uh, oh, boy, you guys, you, you, this is I, you should have it's me fake. on the show with the two of you, and you yeah. could have like a contest to see who knows <laughs> oh. the most obscure tune. Under, under the gun, I wouldn't, I, I'll panic, I'll panic. <laughs> no, he asked me, he said, didn't you write a song for one of the, the girls in ABBA? And I told him, he said, oh, my God, I remember when that came out. I just like, it was the most romantic song. And I was like, you know that song? Yeah. It was a hit in Europe, but it never did anything here. Um, and then, all right, so yet. lastly, you wrote, you wrote... You actually wrote a song on uh, Psycho Circus, Raise Your Glasses. Two songs. Uh, what's the other one? On I Psycho put, Circus? It's kind of a, a cringe when I say the title, but it's, <laughs> I pledge allegiance oh, to the yeah. flag of rock, to the state of rock and roll or something like that. You know, uh, it's embarrassing. for your benefit, I chose not to write that down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, okay. Well, at least we agree. Yeah. You know? uh, Listen, I've written a few songs out there that I'm sort of like. You think really, you have some clunkers out there? Well, that's one of them. Yeah. But I do like Raise Your Glasses. I think that would have been a great song for any sports, you know, uh, arena, like, you know, in the middle of the game or whatever, or, or like bars, you know. It could be an anthem in a bar. It was, to your point, in my opinion, when they played Dodger Stadium or any of the shows on the Cycle Circus Tour, they, they had a brand new, in my opinion, a brand new Rock and Roll Night and Party Every Day or new Shout It Out Loud with Raise Your Glasses that they could have played that and have the whole fucking Dodger Stadium, Raise Your Glasses, yeah. ra- like they, and they missed the boat. And I want you to pass it on to all three of the gentlemen. It was kind of annoying then after, I mean, it wasn't her fault, but Pink came out with the song about Raise Your, raise, glass, raise yeah. your glass. And I was like, see, mm, I knew yeah. that was a, I you knew, knew that song was a hit. All right, the last thing, I'd love Change by John Waite, I'll tell you that. And then lastly, there's the, um, uh, That's one of my and I like Spider's ones. version as well. Uh, but the song that apparently 9,000 people recorded this, I knew it first from Kiss and then Ace Freely did it as well. But my favorite version, and this goes back to your point about the song Space, I think it's best sung by Robin Beck. 
I think it's a song that's best sung by a female, and that's Hide Your Heart. Yes. Which was, in my, and maybe I don't want to be offensive when I say this, to me it seemed like it was Paul Stanley wanting to have his Bon Jovi hit. Your thoughts? Um, well, I can't really comment to that, but um, I don't know if it, that lyrically was necessarily a better song for, for a female. Mm. And... Um, and I knew Robin Beck because I had used her on some demos and oh, stuff. Oh, you did? Yeah. But uh, my favorite version, actually, is Ace Freely's. It is. Because it's scruffy and it's rock and roll. And he like he doesn't really care when he sings. He just sings like a rock dude. And it to me, it's more authentic instead of trying to make it a hit. It's just mm-hmm. his is. And plus, he's got, you know, interesting solo. It's just, I just prefer that one. I will go back and revisit it. Um, Ace was here. We had Ace on the show oh, several really? years ago. And, How uh, was that? Um it was a puzzle. <laughs> it, was, uh, it even had a puzzle in it. It was a, uh, yeah, he gave us a puzzle. It was a, yeah. uh, the whole thing was a riddle. Uh, unless we talked about. Well, that's uh, funny because I called him the Joker in the book. He is. He's the Riddler, uh, the Joker, yeah. you know. It, um, the demon. The star child, the kitty cat. Um, I always think about those meetings. I'm going to be a demon. I'm going to be a spaceman. I'm going to be a lover. What are you going to be, Peter? I'm going to be a kitty cat. <laughs> 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 Third favorite band of all time. I make, I make fun of them. Paul Stanley's our dream to. Was he? Was he like? I mean, Ace was, was he, the greatest. Yeah. He was. Uh, yes, and I'll share something with you off, off the air that uh, is not necessary to say on the air. Okay. Uh, positive, a positive yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, that uh, uh, oh, Daryl Hall, Bon Jovi, anything before we go? Uh, Daryl Hall is, you know, um, a lot of people think he's kind of weird he's a sort of a, a he is a weird character but if he likes you then you can kind of get into his sphere mm-hmm. and um i liked him and he liked me and we wrote a song together i wrote about it in the book again it wasn't one of my favorite songs i don't think enough time was put into because so love love so yeah is that my right yeah i write yeah it's, it's like i i went and sold the idea to our, his manager, who became my manager, who became the president of Sony Records, which was Tommy Matola, and I said, I really want to write with him, and I, I know he doesn't need me to write, he's doing just fine on his own, and I said, frankly, I don't need him either, and Tommy said, he laughed, he said, you're absolutely right, because he was a fan of mine, yeah. and um, so eventually we did get together, and I, you know, because I said to him, you know, with my rock sensibility and his, you know, Philly sound, I, I almost auditioned for their band when I was 18, and I chicken out um it's the book yeah but uh you know i just sort of felt like the two powerhouse writers we should have come up with something amazing and we we didn't Mm -hmm. and you know i explained why that happened in the book and so i sort of feel like we never really got the shot to do that right Um, does it feel like sometimes if you're working with someone else like you maybe need to do a few different things before you find the one thing. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah like that, that often happens. You can't expect it to happen the first time. Right? You see, the problem is, like, when I write with people and they, you know, they're not giving me what I need to sort of be inspired. Like, if you, you, you two powerhouses, you come together, which is what we were, and really sort of brought something individually that when we combine it created something even better mm-hmm. and um i think just i don't think he was focused on that i went back to la and he wanted to finish it so i let him and when i heard what he finished with it was already going on the record i mm-hmm. couldn't have much to say about it. so if he were ever to read this this will be news to him because i never really voiced to him what i felt about that song but i you know it was like a little embarrassing that two writers like us came up with sort of a um album track yeah you know? is that on oh yeah is that the album that, that, yeah. that landed on mm-hmm. um that whole album is just okay and i'm a, I, I like those guys a lot but that yeah. whole album is just a 
a shrug. But the exception of your song, I think it's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right, before we go, yes. in the book, you say that if you could, uh, you want to find every copy of your solo album and destroy it. Yes. <laughs> Here is the opportunity for you to do that. Really? No, I don't want you to destroy oh. it. Uh, but I have it. Again, it's like the devising. A lot of people love it. I don't, you know. It, you know what it was? If I mean, I, I, I don't want you to be insulted by this. I, with your rock coming from device, I should have made it like a rock it's, record. It, it's poppy. It's poppier than yeah. I uh, than yeah. I thought it would be. No, I completely agree. And and I should have I should have made a, a rock record or not made a record at all with me as the lead singer. Um, I, I disagree with that second part. I think you should have made a record. but I, I'm actually a better singer now. Now I could sort of probably pull off some of that stuff. Then let's do this device song together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you have in mind, but I'm going to kick this guy to the curb. Pardo's in. Uh, it's just that easy. Uh, it's been a joy having you here. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for it's joining us. And it's sincerely, I was very much looking forward to this episode. Uh, it's, it's clear. I'm a fan. I think you're great. I love Thank you. I, I, literally love every song, I think I love every song you've ever written. I mean that sincerely. Um, well, I'll come back if you ever want to have a, you know, like John Ham on the show. And <laughs> oh, you, oh, you need a little happy to You know what you should do? And I mean this sincerely. You should no, come back. together. We should do it together. Uh, come and do our charity event that we do uh, for Smile Train. Yeah. And we do that live in front of an audience and uh -huh. come and play a song for us. Oh, I'd love to do that. That would be wonderful. Yeah. And then you have a, maybe you'll have a chance to run into John Ham in the green room. <laughs> maybe. Depends who schedule it. Who schedules it? <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I would do it anyway. I know. Uh, well, it would be wonderful. We'd Isn't that him up there? No, or is that you? No, oh. that's him. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, oh, thank you very much. much. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, John's all aboard. He's on that wall several times. Yeah, uh, he does right. have a nice face. Where is oh, it? It's right is. in front of you. There he is. Over there. Um, We'd yeah. be on that one, too. John's been at every oh, yeah. one of those except that except th 2013 was the only one he wasn't at because he was out trying to find Michael DeBar. <laughs> <laughs> we sent him on an errand. He never came back. Hey, John, go get him. Then he, he divinaled us yeah. and he bailed. Um, a pleasure having you and a pleasure meeting Thank you. you. Thank you. Everybody, go get the book. It's called I Am a Warrior. I Am the Warrior. I'm a crazy life writing the hits and rocking the MTV 80s. And I'm not fucking around. If you grew up in the era that I did, if you worked at a record store in the era, era I did, uh, this book is for you. It's got every, it's every artist and every song that I I, with the exception of the Lou Graham song, <laughs> it's got everything else in there. Uh, so uh, get this or get the audio version uh, and go and do that uh, right now. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. On behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, looking over there, there's Garen Cockrell behind the Video Village. That's the uh, that's Elliot Hooper, the Honcho Matt Belknap. I'm going to say it, our new friend, Holly Knight. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast, AK-47, Gone, Not Forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2022 Never Not Funny, LLC.